Totally Reprise, the show where for some reason or another we watch all of Totally Spies. I'm Ashley Miner, and I'm joined as always by your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi everybody. Uh, Luke's here too. Hi Luke. Hi. Uh, And we have Mike with us this week. Hey, I'm back. You're back. Mike, how have you been? Um, I've been pretty good doing a lot of podcasts. Uh, Yeah, you were telling me you had a lot this weekend. Yeah, I'm doing four of them, which, I mean, it sounds like a lot to me, but I know that the three of you are sitting there like, oh, f- just four? You little, I mean, you little four baby. four in two days is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot in two days. Uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, like, l- for, little drowsy. Yeah, for me, two or three of my podcasts are, like, monthly, so I have them, but they don't take up a ton of time, but when they come up at the same time, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, this was just um, a lot of stuff coming together kind of at the same time. Uh, guesting here, a bonus TWA, which I've been putting off for a long, long time. And then just, yeah, just a lot of stuff happening to happen at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you're here. You requested this episode yep. a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll get to why later, because this is, this is the bullshit time, right? Yep, this is yeah, the bullshit yeah, time is, right now. This is the mandatory 20 minutes of bullshit time. Uh, would you like to bullshit about anything, Mike? Uh, yeah, I kind of want to do kind of what I do best. I feel my 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 biggest talent in this world, and really what I'm most known for, Segways? which is trying well, to convince people that Sonic the Hedgehog isn't trash. Well, I was going to say doing something that Luke does, but not as good. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> um, I was I was gonna I was gonna say let's uh. Let's let's have a little bit of a microfile moment and uh, Ashley, can you play the theme? Can you play the theme yeah. backwards? <laughs> yes. Pitch it up, like pitch it up gradually, as though the singer is shrinking. <laughs> I'm talking about a lady's actual size. No. I'm talking about a lady whose actual size. No. 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 Words fail. Building stumbled. The ground opens wide. Light beams down from heaven. So please help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I was I was gonna go into this bit like a lot more enthusiastically, but I'm just like yeah, you really, really tired. Are not bringing the energy. <laughs> no, I, I don't have it. I'm drained. Um, so I, I basically, folks, what I've been doing is I've been doing kind of what Luke's been doing and just sort of throwing stuff at Molly and seeing what sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you were talking board. about beforehand. <laughs> um, I, so the the start of my assault, I, the strategy was um, I used Molly's well-established love of uh, pun-based erotica. And, oh yeah, uh, God, yeah, you know me. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I sent her a comic called "The Two Foot Difference." Oh right, yeah, you sent that to me also. That's very foot-heavy, Mike. Yeah, it is a little bit more than I would like, but I mean. Why don't you describe the the plot synopsis of the two foot difference? (laughs) Sure, sure. So this uh, taller lady uh, Uh is in love with her roommate, uh, and she finds a genie, and she's all like, yeah, I I have a crush on my roommate, but I think she's intimidated by me because I'm so tall. 
so I, I want to get smaller and I want her not to notice. And the genie's like, well, how much? You're going to need to be a bit more specific than that. And she says, I'd like to shrink around two feet. And so just whenever <sighs> she's around her roommate's feet, she gets smaller. Yep. And mm-hmm. it kind of just escalates from there. And then there's a second mm-hmm. part that's not nearly as foot heavy and is probably better off for it. So, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And, uh huh. And any any thoughts on that, Molly? <laughs> uh, there sure are a lot of feet in that comic. There's a lot of feet in that comic. Yeah, yeah. It, it, beggars can't be choosers for me, just in general. I mean, I, I get you on that front. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of feet in that comic. There were there were. It was it was. Uh, so then. I sent her a different one that was called A Better Night. Uh-huh. Uh, that was this dude shrinks his wife down basically just to kind of treat her to a romantic evening. A essentially. romantic shrunken evening. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. honestly is way better than stories about a dude shrinking his wife tend to go. Yeah. 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 Because that's the thing. When you get into stories where the dude is big and the lady is tiny, you get into a lot of weird misogyny and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I have no experience with that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mind just... control has none of that. None. Oh no. Oh, absolutely, absolutely none. none. I'm sure. I just. Yeah, man, I, I, I can't just, relate. Also, I have <laughs> I have read way too many read and hit the eject button on way too many stories that begin with like some dude is mad that oh his wife is nagging him or there's this popular girl in school who won't give him the time of day uh-huh. or just this his boss is just like is just a total bitch and i'm going to put her in her place and it's just yeah, no yeah, no yeah. it's no not no good none of it's any good no it's not it's it's never good and so you end up you end up compromising and then you end up in a fucking foot pun based comic and there you go <laughs> before you know it <laughs> Yeah, and, and so, so okay, so I sent Molly both of those, also sent that one to Luke. Right. Um, yep, yep, yep. And then I sent her kind of at the last minute. I meant to do it sooner. I'm sorry about you that. You sent it to me 20 minutes ago, Mike. <laughs> 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, links to this artist lady by the name of Jatensha, who is uh-huh. one of the few sort of, I guess, creators out there in, I don't even want to call it a scene, but I guess the scene. Who's a little like, a scene. Yeah, who's who is a lady what wants to be small and actually like makes stuff. And sure. there's a lot of stipulations with her stuff. Like she also has a lot of other material for other things, some of which I don't even want to touch. But so yeah, so I, I sent Molly that. And so basically I have kind of bombarded Molly with just whatever I had handy. Yeah. I used to have more stuff, but then my hard drive exploded and Mm. I lost like five years oh, worth of smut. Goes. Yeah. So anyway, Molly, how how? <laughs> here's the, here's the thing. I I was kind of springboarding off of Luke's bit, but I actually right. don't know what his end game is. So I don't know no, what my I, end game is. That's what I discovered, Mike. Is I don't either. <laughs> you guys just keep sending me porn. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the end game. Maybe it's just maybe just the 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 true treasure was the friends we sent porn to along the way. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's fucking all I've got. I don't know what you want. <laughs> well, I think Mike want might want your honest opinion on the materials he provided you. The stuff you sent was very cute. Okay. Oh, good. Good. 
the the tiny girl's very cute. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, all right. Uh, all right. Yay. Okay. Mission accomplished. Well, as long as we're in the microfile moment, because <laughs> uh, I, I sent both of you something also because it kind of went worked in both directions, I guess. Because yeah. I did send you a gigantic novel of a story, like I said I would last week. Yeah, it was. Wait, are we getting into the Macafeli minute? No, I think we're just doing the microfile moment this week. It's kind of both. Because it's, it's bo- that. Tell you what, it's play the, the edited thing. version of the theme alongside the normal version of the theme. Just stack them on top of each other. <laughs> I'm talking about a lady's actual size. No. I'm talking about a lady whose actual size. No. 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 Words, Words fail. fail. Okay. Guys, it's the same fetish. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, I, I would say one of my personal favorite stories is uh, Three Foot High and Rising. Okay. I knew that reference was not going to land here. No, sorry. And I hate it. Oh, well. <laughs> it's the, it's the that... landmark debut album of De La Soul, Three oh. Foot High and Rising. Okay, well, oh, that sounds like okay. a, you made a good joke. Sounds yeah, like a great that, album. It's, it's good goof. Anyway, uh, but yeah. so what Luke what Luke sent Molly and I is just the text version of that audiobook that he got you to play all the way back in episode 13. Yep. I I haven't read it. I'll be honest. It you sent it to me I think on like Thursday night and I've been busy. It's uh it's it, it's good to a point. Like there's just this these two ladies, one's big, one's little, and they're having a whole thing. There's, like, a massage. Uh-huh. But then, like, a dude bursts in, and it just kind of ruins the scene. So. Uh, yeah, I, I fell asleep, and then the <laughs> next morning, I was greeted with a message that said, Fucking Anthony, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I believe that's probably the character you're talking about. Anthony is, he's very obviously, like, the character that the author is inserting himself into, and... You get into that thing where, like, this... I don't... Fuck. It's just... This this dude kind of, like... He throws the shrinking stuff at the giant lady, and now it's just... This dude oh, has kind sucks. of just... This dude kind of commandeers the whole fucking budding relationship these two ladies had, and it's like, eh, fucking... Just, nah. That, Sorry, uh, I, that, I had to walk away right in the middle of the macrophile minute. What'd I miss? <laughs> I, I'll say that that shit is, like, when it's... Especially in, like, Yuri stories, it's the worst... When a dude it's shows up, when a dude yeah. shows up, well, see, and here's the thing: I say this as someone who is because is, it had a dude in it. Yeah, I say this as someone who is both a dude himself and is someone who finds dudes attractive. Like, just right. that dude showing up ruins the whole fucking thing. Well, they are in the middle of a very. Uh, they're having a lot of sexual relations at the moment, and then the dude shows up. Yeah, <laughs> a guy walks in on them fucking and decides I could get in on this. So, Mike, did you just, get like, throw your hands up and quit at that point? Because that's what I, I've done when I've read it in the past. I got to that point, and then I just sort of skimmed the rest of it. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Molly, did you read it at all, or did you decide I, you didn't need this this week? I haven't had a chance. I, <laughs> okay. You said that, like, Thursday night. Yeah, no, that's I totally fair. I think it was, and then uh, I was that sick is. on Friday for work, so I didn't I, really do listen, anything. It's, it is a, it's, it's a thick text. It's a tome. And I, you know, you, it takes some time to dig into. I, it sounds like, you know, what happened here just sounds like when a guy jumps in on a two women's Twitter conversation. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. 
It's like, oh, I can make this way funnier. Except, right. except the the lady has like this really forced internal monologue about how badass the oh, guy yeah. looks bursting into the room. Oh yeah, Fuck. yeah. God. Well, she has a crush on the guy. Is the whole thing, but then she realizes maybe she also has a crush on the girl. Yeah. Extremely relatable. Which yeah. which would have been fine if the guy was a better character, but he's just kind of. Eh. He's kind of just there. Yeah. They just wanted to put a penis in the situation. Yeah. He's he's it's it's kind of the cliche like this dude is a wuss and then through the power of I guess making the lady smaller he gets he's like now I'm in charge and it's just no. Well, but I mean, I I he's kind of a wuss which is part of why I picked it out cuz I know that much like Julie Molly likes those soft boys. But he sucks I, I, from I, the sound of it. I mean, I feel like there's a Difference between a soft boy and a wuss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I he he sucks a little bit. I I think Mike might be a little exaggerating how much he sucks. Mostly, I think it's mostly just that he ruined that scene that made me really bitter to him. Right. And also, just I've seen that archetype in too many stories, and I, sure, and almost invariably, like the next paragraph is shit going south and getting into the misogynist stuff I was talking about a moment yeah, ago. Yeah, that that doesn't really happen in that story. From what I, because I did go ahead and read all of it, which I had not before. Uh, it is mostly him watching them have sex and occasionally shrinking one of them and watching what happens. Okay, that's 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 better. Hey, Ashley, how are you? I'm in hell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ashley, remember, remember when this was this was your podcast for a while? Like, remember that? Yeah, Long- then we invited Luke on and it all went to shit. <laughs> Do you remember, like, early on when you made me, like, a permanent fixture of this show? I was like, I don't know, you guys. I mean, I really appreciate that offer, and I love this show, and I love both of you, but I really don't want to, like, take over something that's you guys' thing. Like, I don't want to make it... I don't want to horn in on, you know, your thing. And then within a month, we had the Macrophile Minute. (laughs) Ashley, how are you? Now can you play the theme sideways? (laughs) (laughs) No, fuck you, honestly. (laughs) Uh, Hi, Ashley. Hi. I know you have a cold. I'm sorry. I'm very sick. (laughs) Did you do anything this week? Um, I finished, but I don't know if last time we uh, had the podcast if I'd finished Neo uh, Automata. Had I? I genuinely I can't remember, but you did. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah, I, well, so I finished that game. That game's real fucking sad, but also really good and really mm. kind of hopeful also. Yeah. From what I've heard, it's the, like, the happiest ending a Yoko Taro game has gotten. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I know, like, some of the fucked up endings from the original Nier, so, like, that doesn't really surprise me. Yeah. Uh, from what I've heard about Nier, the original, like, yeah, it gets pretty messed up at certain points. This game also gets pretty messed up at certain points. Yeah. Uh, but what happens at the end is something very, very cool. Like, just how they do it. And they are... Uh, like choices in that game that are super difficult for me, and that I still think about. For sure. Didn't didn't the original Nier have this whole thing where in the original version it was this sort of anime boy trying to save his sister, 
And then when they localized it, they turned him into kind of a grizzled old man, and he was trying to save his daughter for, like, the American version? Yes and no. Yeah, it's it's very complicated. Uh, So they had it... I think originally had it with the grizzled old man. But the... uh, People like Square Enix were saying, like, we want a kind of younger... Like, you know, anime Bishonen to be the face of this game. And so they made two different versions. Huh. Uh, Gestalt and Replicant. And Gestalt was the one with the old guy, and Replicant was the... was, you know, sad dad. Replicant was with, uh... angry brother. And... when they ported it over to America, they only sent Gestalt, so it was only the original sad dad. Got it. And That's from cool. what I understand, that game, like, does a lot to undermine and kind of subvert the sad dad tropes. Uh, when did that game come out? Like 2011-ish? 2010? Somewhere in there? So definitely before, like, sad dads was taking over the genre. Yeah, but it was definitely a thing already. For sure. Like, you yeah. got sad dads since, like, Kratos. Is Kratos a sad dad? He's more of a I guess mad he is dad. a dad. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's very angry, but I also mean, he's sad uh, that he killed his family. Uh, I mean, you know. I don't want to get into too many spoiler territory, since we will actually play these games again at some point, but there's definitely some sad dads in Metal Gear. Okay. Yeah, sure. Huh, yeah. Did you do anything else, Ashley? Um, not really. I'm kind of, like, in between being very sick, I am boxing up all my stuff from my apartment because I'm going to go uh, move in with my uh, move into someplace else and then I'll stay there for three months and then I'm going to move uh, over to Seattle. Yeah. Very yeah. exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Molly? What have you been doing rather than just uh, reading and uh... <laughs> Other than being bombarded with pornography. My, yeah. <laughs> That's this is my life now. Is is people just send me a lot of smut. I will what say, I really hope is that nobody thinks it's okay. Actually, hang on. I'm gonna throw a disclaimer out here. Do not send me smut. Thanks. Listen, we have a very special relationship with Molly. And even for them, it's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I no, talk to them first, okay and not at all kind of weird when we do it. I talk to these guys first before anybody sends me anything. Yeah. Don't send me anything, please. <laughs> Just to be clear. I will say, quick code of the macrophile minute this week. You did tell me that you would be totally fine if you just lived in your girlfriend's pocket all the time. Uh, yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So? Yeah. What? I mean, I what? agree with you. That, that sounds nice. <laughs> okay. Um, I, what have I been doing this week? We recorded Transmission, we recorded more Homestuck with Jewels this week. Um, I have been playing War Horizon, so just slowly going through that game. Um, I spend a lot of time getting all the collectibles and stuff, so I'll spend, like, I haven't done any main story shit in probably ten hours in that game. I've just been running around, grabbing a bunch of different shit in the world, taking pictures with the photo mode, that kind of thing. Um, I cooked some hamburgers today. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty, Fuck it was pretty yes. nice. Yeah, they came out okay. I haven't really cooked on the stovetop very much before, so it's kind of a, a learning process, but they, they came out okay. Not my favorite, but, mm-hmm. you know, gotta, well, if, gotta figure out how to use If you're into that. side quests, 
uh, Nier Automata has it going for you. I will probably try and do as much Nier as I can once you get here. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about just buying that game anyway, uh, but then Pris was like, but Ashley's going to have it. And I'm like, but I want it now. Because <laughs> uh, I'm a child. So right. there's that. I, I almost thought that segue was going to be, if you're really into burgers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Do I have a Riverdale for you? <laughs> yeah, there's not all that many burgers in Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Um, I do love burgers, though. That's very good stuff. Um, I don't know if I really did much else. I'm very, I work a lot and I do, I do a lot of editing now in my spare time. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much a lot of what I've been doing. Editing Uh, can chomp up a lot of time. Yeah, we did play Puzzle Strike. That's right. Play some fucking Puzzle Strike. It was very good. Hell yeah, we did. It's it's really good. Very good game. Good ass video game. Um, do you guys want to talk about Totally Spies? Um... I mostly want to keep embarrassing you by showing you porn some more, but I think that might need to... I need time to prepare more. <laughs> you guys! <laughs> I feel that like... can't just be the show! <laughs> I feel well, like at the start of this, it was much more positive, and it's slowly gotten more and more about just making fun of you. Remember when I told you four episodes ago that this segment was definitely about humiliating me and you went, I don't think that's true? Well, yeah. Do you remember no, that? I do. Um, Cause I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to humiliate Molly. I, I, would, I just wanted to send you some stuff. You Listen, know? Yeah, th- this is supposed to be about sharing and about helping you explore something that you're new to. Uh-huh. So maybe we need to, you know, take a step back and reevaluate our methodology. Yeah. I mean, really, uh, the, the, you, you're just so darned, like, embarrassed by it, though, and I don't understand why. I, <laughs> she hasn't had the years of <laughs> repression and then the sling back, like, to that. Right. That you have. Right. I just... <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, if you, if you want this to stop, like, you, you have that power. <laughs> Just use the safe word. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to episode 58 of Totally Reprise. Uh, we watched season three, episode six, Forward to the Past. Much. <laughs> much. <laughs> I wish it said much. Why does it say much? It should. I'm upset. Why don't they just call what? it time travel much? Yeah, what the Did fuck? Did they really think that Back to the Future joke was that good? I, it's really not very good. <laughs> no. I, I'd like to imagine that more than like what our previous thing of like them going like, giving it to like some intern didn't name it who didn't realize what it was. Uh-huh. And just go like, oh man, like it doesn't fit our naming structure that we decided to do for this season. But... I I, th- I think it has the Back to the Future pun because the original version of the script also had like kind of a subplot where somebody's mom almost got fucked. <laughs> I think the current <laughs> plot almost has one where someone's mom got fucked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's definitely the implication. <laughs> I don't know about that. <sighs> there, there's not an implication in the text, daughter. but we can put it there. Yeah. 
Speaking of original scripts and Back to the Future, have you ever heard about like the original script of that movie? How it had like all the weird nuclear bomb imagery and shit. Yeah. No. Yeah, like I think originally wasn't. Well, first of all, like he, it wasn't a car. It's a time. Is a time machine at first, right? It was something that it was a you like hit. It was a refrigerator, and he got hit by it and a bomb. Like that was it. Right. Yeah, and then that got recycled for Indiana Jones. Yes. yes. First off, Molly, have you seen Back to the Future? Yeah, I've seen all three. Okay, then they definitely still kept the weird kind of nuclear subplot. Like there's a that whole thing bit. with Doctor yeah, getting there's... shot down by was it Libyans? Uh, I yeah, think it was so. Libyans. I think. Yeah. Because he yeah. gave them... Man, that's a weird movie. They they commissioned a bomb from Doc Brown, and he gave them a giant, like, bomb casing with ping bo- uh, pinball machine parts inside. Uh, He's like, they don't fucking know what a bomb looks like. They don't know. Oh, Doc Brown, you... You chucklehead. You lovable <laughs> scamp, you. Uh, my power ranking is 132, by the way. Uh, I can... I think I can get behind that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, three is better than a lot of people think it is. And two is worse I than a lot of people three. think it is. Yeah, three is just weird because it's like two tries to like not in between all of the uh, like parts of one and like make it all one thing. Whereas three almost feels a little like a side story, but it's a better story. It's it's also just more fun. Yeah, yeah. Uses a yeah. fucking like oven door as a bulletproof vest. It's very good. Totally. Spies. Spies. Undercover. Yeah. Uh, we open on Beverly Hills at 9 a.m. at the Megatronics store. Megatronics! Thank you. Uh, they're having a sale or something? Yeah, you should. Uh, like, I think yeah, they're like Black like, Friday. Yeah, it is the new computer. Which they, if you look the ads on the outside of the store, uh, say new hi-fi computer. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, at first I was like, oh. are we already in the 70s? Right! <laughs> I can't believe yeah. we're getting high fidelity computers finally. It took so long. Yeah. They're here. Also, this store manager is relentlessly Canadian. <laughs> this store manager sounds exactly like Eric from Inside the Master Studio. Thanks. Oh my god, he kind of does! <laughs> He sounds exactly like him. He does, he does you're right. <laughs> uh, he just, like I said, this looks like, either, you know, some huge sale or like a Black Friday type thing where people are like banging on the doors to get in. I feel like this guy sounds like a new like Ricky some... Mathis album's out. What's that? For it to be up. It's, just the, it's just the plot from episode one again. Oh, God, you're right. <laughs> um, but this oh, God, guy, speaking I... of time loops. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this manager took, like, some downers beforehand because he knew how horrifying this was going to be. Because he's so calm. He's just like, well, better unlock those doors before they break them down. Now, you see, you're going much more southern with him. That's, yeah. that's how I remember him being, but obviously, yeah. I He's much more Canadian. Uh, yeah, like, it. you ever... Fuck, what was it called? You ever see that bit? It's like Rick Moranis... The being hosers. My favorite part about this opening is at one point, like you see everyone running towards the store, and then there's just a guy speed walking. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking funny to me. They just didn't <laughs> animate it fast enough. <laughs> You're right. Oh, that's so good. That uh, God, I went out 
when the Meta Knight Amiibo came out, I went to a Best Buy before it opened. And there was no one there, so I sat in my car because it was fucking November and I was cold. And sure. then someone else pulled up. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess it's time to get in line. So I stepped out of the car and I start walking through the store. And they jumped out and, like, ran to get in front of me. Like, come on, you fucking... What's wrong with you? There's no one else here. There's no one else here. And also, we both know I was here before you. Are you really going to be that person? Did you get your Amiibo? Yeah, I did. All right, we're good. Some other person that was also just... Because there were, like, four or five of us hanging out in our car. And then this person showed up and, like, broke the truce. And one of those people did not get an Amiibo. And I was very mad on their behalf. Yeah. Uh, orb descends from the heavens. The orb. Yes. <laughs> yes, the all-seeing orb of doom. Um, everyone just starts running and screaming, uh, which I mean, is understandable. Yeah, it's yeah, an appropriate absolutely. reaction. Um, the the kid, the employee kid, just leaves his keys in the door and runs, and that's the end of the cold open. Nothing happens. I thought the keys nope. were going to turn out to be some big plot point. Why would you think that? This is totally spies. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Did you like, really think that? Like, I, like, for like a second or so, I was like, wait, why are like, they focusing on the keys? Like, that must be something important. They do, like, linger on it. You're I mean, right. A- a- Ashley, you are a student of film. You understand that unnecessary close-ups are for foreshadowing purposes, but uh, not in totally spies land. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lingering on the keys is just because we didn't want to animate more frames. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, we cut to the uh, coffee shop from the last episode. It, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, is this that same coffee shop? Are Where you, are they? It apparently it's at the mall. Well, yeah. Because they, well, they don't give a, a Chiron here. It's very odd. Um, They're drinking coffee, though. What, uh, hang on. So what this the is, fuck is this place? This <laughs> is baffling, because... They're drinking coffee out of, like, soda cups with, like, plastic lids and straws. Right. But it's being served to them by, like, kind of an old-fashioned bartender. Well, you say old-fashioned bartender, but he is behind a bar, like, polishing a glass. But he is dressed like somebody from Equilibrium. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a very sci-fi-looking dude. I, yes. I think they're just... Uh, he's gonna whip out his gun cadres on them. I Just, they're trying to... Uh, you know, say that this isn't the present, you know, super futuristic, to right. then, uh, you know, like, when in comparison to the 70s that we go to. Really but make it's also, it like, futuristic retro, like, there's weird, like, lamps and shit everywhere, because yeah. that's the Totally Spies aesthetic, is it's kind of throwback to the 70s, which makes this whole episode weird. Yeah, also, Clover has zippers on the front of her skirt. Oh my gosh, she does. <laughs> she sure does. She's going right down the middle of the front of her skirt. She is <laughs> right ready here, for that speed dating. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Um, Sam and Alex are like, okay, so we gotta get ready to shop with you because you move too fast. Uh, so we're getting energized over here. Clover orders a double espresso with triple sugar. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, I'm gonna go hypersonic dating. And they're like, I'm sorry, fucking what? <laughs> and uh, She goes, it's speed dating, but faster. Okay, just wait. Now here's... Wait one sec. I need Go to ahead. talk about something that is in this place. Yes. Okay. There is a photo shooting, like, 
place in this. Like a photo booth? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Like what? with light, like oh, like a, a studio with like the the <laughs> umbrella with the light in it and everything. Oh my god, you're right. What is that? <laughs> what is this place? <laughs> this bizarre dream realm. This definitely feels like a dream where it's like, oh yeah, like there's that store that we like those three stores we go to them all the time, but they're all one store. Right, right. And all my boyfriends were there. Yeah. All my exes and them all future exes. Yeah. <laughs> and we were drinking um, coffee, but it was in a soda cup for some reason? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Clover looks out across this crowd of, like, nine boys. Um, and Sam and Alex are like, why are you going on dates? I thought we were going shopping. And Clover's like, listen, I fucking got this. Don't you even worry about it. That I would like to say um, in that that one of those screenshots from that is part of the reason why we made Tully Reprise. Uh, that was the screenshot no? I sent you from that weird thread I was at once. Oh Wait, my god, what? you're right. Oh my god. Where people would basically do what we do on Tully Reprise, which is insinuate that they're a polyamorous lesbian relationship. Oh, I see. Uh, and just put yeah. captions on photos. God, that's that's the most pure thing. <laughs> and then we fucked yeah. it up. Well, I right. mean, they would fuck it up too. They would. Oh sure. Oh, yeah. they'd fuck it up. Um, Clover goes to the first boy. She just has a notepad. Yes. Uh, and we look at this notepad. First of all. Uh, it has, like, a star and a music symbol and a heart on it, and they just, there's checkboxes that just say yes or no next to them. Yes. And she asks each of these people one question and moves on. <laughs> Something that made me like, so angry. She asks the first guy what his sign yeah. is. Yeah. And he says, he says, I'm a Sag. <laughs> yes. And then you mark no and leave. <laughs> Fucking Which is no, the correct how move. dare you. Right. Yeah, no, if he says Sag instead of Sagittarius, then yes, the, uh, that is the correct move. To be fair, she does mark no. Right, absolutely. Um, <sighs> the, the animate this is like, we're seeing the chair the boys are sitting in, and one of they just kind of conveyor belt over into the chair, and they all seem very shocked and like, like they don't know what's going on. It's or really they are good. convinced that they are going to be the one who's like, oh no, I will stick around. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, like, we keep cutting between the confused boy's face and then Clover's, like, thoughtful face and pictures of the notepad. And I don't I don't know if this is an intentional touch, but every time we cut back to the notepad, the notepad is more and more complicated. <laughs> right, by the end <laughs> of it, so she's good. got, like, a spreadsheet going. It's really good. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but it's perfect. Right. <laughs> It's, it's, um, I don't know exactly where it set, where it happens, but Sam's like, man, at this rate, Clover's gonna go through a whole year's worth of guys. Yeah, it, I, Alex says it right before oh, they. By leave. the way, I've sent you the picture. Um, yep. I will have to check this. <laughs> Lord, that's a good picture. Um. So yeah, Alex says that they're gonna um. She's going to run out of boys to date in 
a week or whatever. Um, Clover says, okay, ready to go shopping now. Uh, and then they end up leaving. Um, there are Starbucks cups in this garbage. <laughs> I don't know why they did this. Uh, they do this like multiple times this episode. Somebody throws a can over their shoulder and it lands in a garbage can. Yeah, there's a weird thing where like everyone just throws their cup out of frame. And then it's almost like someone watched an early version of the episode and said, well, hold on, the girls can't be litter bugs. And they like, added I, in I cups think that is 100% of the drinks what that is. into a garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> We have a strong environmentalist message here also, on the that spies. And you're absolutely right. You're right that in the garbage can there are uh, drink, uh, you know, uh, cups that are clearly modeled after Starbucks. But it says Star Uchi. <laughs> it's very good. It's like Star Space U-C-Y. Uh, they go what running is around the What is the design on it supposed to be? It looks it's like not a the squid. I don't know. <laughs> Well, no, it is the mermaid, but they cut her body off. It's just her head. <laughs> I'm oh not joking. No, you're right, because that it's it is just the Starbucks logo, but they cut out the B and the S and part of the K. Yeah. Do you think initially they actually just drew the real ass logo and someone went, oh no, nope, 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 go back in there with the black marker? I don't think they that's have- what happened at all. I think they copied and pasted the logo, and that's why it's kind of distorted and weird looking. Well, no, because they had the literal Sears logo in the last they, episode. Because look over on the right, too, because it's there's another version of it, but it's all stretched. They totally copied and pasted the Starbucks logo, and they just erased parts of it. Spies. Ashley, what were you saying? <laughs> Undercover. It doesn't matter. Uh, okay. We cut over to the mall. They're running around shopping. Um, Like, Sam asked how the dates went. And Clover's like, oh, good, I have, like, four boys that I'm going to go on a second date with, uh, and the rest of them sucked. I'm and going to go on a second date with these guys and talk with them for each, like, another minute. Very good second dates. Uh, is, this, is this just so Clover can go to the third date so she can put out faster? Uh, uh yes. What she says is, uh, they go, you can have a new boyfriend by lunchtime, and then, uh, Sam goes... And then break up with him by dinner, to which Clover responds, and then get back with him by uh, the time the mall closes. Yeah, it's it's really good. I think it's really funny. Yeah, she just <laughs> wants that good, good makeup sex. Yeah. Yeah. This, she's just fast-tracking it. Uh, and then the orb appears. This orb is very confusing. It's, yes. <laughs> it the makes no fucking of- sense. Yeah, the properties of all of these devices are varied and, uh, no consistency. No. Um, a van appears in the middle of the mall, and it almost runs over Sam, Alex, and Clover. Uh, and then a... (laughs) How do I describe this man? A (laughs) shitty-looking dude. The shittiest-looking Texas man. Yeah. Uh... He's got mutton chops. He's got mutton chops and a big mustache. Well, no, excuse me, no mustache. <laughs> He's got mutton chops that go up to where a mustache would be, and then there's nothing there. As though he just shaved away the mustache part. Yeah, uh, and he's got a cowboy hat, and he's got a uh, ring on that he points it out the window in front of this store at the mall. That has the Dave Strider logo. Fan. 
Yes. It has the Dave Strider logo. And also his van has a beautiful horse painted on the side. It's got a pony. <laughs> I think it also has rainbows. Yes, yes it does. It's, it's a really beautiful. good van. <laughs> it's the perfect 70s van. Uh, so he shoots the door out of this place. Five 70s girls get out of the van, <laughs> steal a bunch of shit. And then they leave. <laughs> like, the yeah. Sam gets... All three of them, like, get up. And Sam's like, that's what I call speed shopping. And Alex is like, that's what I call ruining my mall. Uh, and Clover decides that nobody but her can ruin her mall. Uh, <laughs> and they go try to fight them. And the man pulls out a gun that shoots the exact same orb at them. Except this orb throws them across the entire mall. Yeah, I assumed that when they landed, they were going to look around and realize they were in a different time. Because it's the time travel episode. Absolutely but no. not. That would make uh, a little bit of sense. <laughs> um, well, then God. we would just be yelling, like, why did this guy send them back to the past? Right. I really like how they did this, where they get thrown backwards, and they have to put Alex in a pose where she's pushing her skirt down. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. They land in the fountain. What is uh, going the, on with Sam's spine in this shot? Uh, it's just it breaking in half, that's all. <laughs> well, she just did get thrown by some kind of concussion gun. I do so, have to ask why they decided to draw Clover blushing. You know why. <laughs> Listen, you know why. <laughs> like, her whole face is flush. Anytime yeah. anything happens on this show, they get the big red face. Yeah. Um, so they get up out of the fountain just in time to watch the car put out another orb uh, and then drive through it and leave. And instead of investigating it, they just watch it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So we probably uh, should mention when the orb disappears, it it goes into a puff of smoke. Like this thing's supposed to be like a cloud, but it's an orb. Right. Yes. Which is just, I, fuck, I don't know. Listen, know. time travel's very confusing. It's like someone sketched a circle to, like, go in and, okay, this circle is the space the fog is going to be in. And they're like, actually, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And so, yeah. someone just kind of lightly touched the edges of the circle with, the with like, the spray can tool and MS Paint. Right. <laughs> and they yeah, crushed it. They just diffused so it a bit. Girls... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the girls stand up at the fountain. Uh, and Sam's like, okay, that guy definitely just used gadgets on us. I'm going to bust out the compounder and call Jerry. And I do want to say they keep calling it the X powder this episode. So yes. I guess we've made that transition now, uh -huh. but it's also bullshit. Ah, what? Why, why are you against the X powder? Because I'm just too attached to the compounder. I mean, but it's the new compounder. I don't give a shit. I mean, Compowder's actually like a pun that works. X-Powder's <laughs> just kind of extreme for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Do you need a reason to be extreme? No, I suppose not. <laughs> That's true. Huh, so uh, Sam tries to call Jerry, uh, and she doesn't get any kind of answer. Uh, she presses the button about a hundred times, uh, and Jerry does not pick up. So they go, oh, maybe he went on vacation and didn't tell us. We'll have to go there ourselves. And then they 
boys start driving towards the Whoop building. Yeah. Which is labeled as somewhere in L.A. <laughs> which is very good. Uh-huh. The Whoop building is officially, canonically, over twice as high as any other building in L.A., and also seven times as wide. Yeah. Yeah. It's not to scale with the rest of the skyline at all. It is enormous. And honestly, there's no reason for it to be that big. No. There's no way Whoop hires that many people. We've only seen, like, three buildings. Well, I guess there's the underground part full of all the horrors of the world, but... What if it's above ground? What if they went above ground and we just don't know it? Well, that's what I want to know. When, like, when they get dropped through a tunnel through the center of the earth and then deposited on that couch, are they actually, like, 50 stories up? It Maybe. could be. Maybe this is teleportation tech. Right. Maybe this is Jerry's Tower of Babel. Like, he's trying to actually build a fucking ziggurat. <laughs> I will punch the face of God, girls. <laughs> Look upon my works in despair. <laughs> I'm uh, a god well, now. Mu- much like Ozymandias, Dias, whatever. There you go. Uh, the <laughs> do, building, you, do you want to try that again? <laughs> much like is the it? statue of Ozymandias, the, uh, the building is uh, in a state of severe disrepair right now. <laughs> but you can't tell until you get very close. Right. Um, so instead of having the regular Whoop logo on it, it has a big roller skate. It's just a big old roller skate. <laughs> and they're like, this oh, is he going, is... like, undercover, like, as a roller skating rink now? Like, no, because it's gigantic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, guess what? You can't take a skyscraper with a logo on it and then just put a different logo on it and have that be a secret. <laughs> you can't have a building that's shaped like a W. <laughs> <laughs> This is like a fucking history-changing moment for me. The Whoop building is so big. It's so big. They just walk in the front door, and they can't get in. Before they go in, there's this really great fuck-up of the shot of the car that has no backseat and just has three front seats. Oh my god, really? (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting a picture. Hold on. Well, you get that picture. What were you saying, Ashley? And like it, it's bigger than like any of the buildings, like in Abu Dhabi or Dubai, or it is like oh, yeah, it is the no. biggest building in the world. It's it gigantic. has to be. Oh my god, you're absolutely right. It has three front seats. Why did they do that? <laughs> what the fuck? <sighs> so they go to walk inside, uh, and they can't get. They've changed into their spy outfits, by the way. Yes. They were driving down the interstate in their spy outfits in broad daylight at 11.30 a.m. Right. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Uh, um, Alex does go, hey, check out the new kind of rollerblades. And Sam goes, actually, Alex, it's the old kind. (laughs) 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 Fuck off, Sam. She says it in the shittiest (laughs) way. It's so good. (laughs) So, just a question... And this is kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but like knowing what the twist is, basically, right? H- how comes they still have cat suits? How, how comes they're how still comes spies? They still have anything? How come they're still spies? How come they remember Whoop? Man, we can't do this. 
Well, because at like by Back to the Future rules, changes in the time stream take time to catch up to you, and the speed at which it happens depends entirely on what's convenient for the script. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. They climbed the okay. roof building. How long did they have to climb? <laughs> How Four far years. did they have to go? How did they get the rope to the top of the building? <laughs> How are they not dying without, like, uh, you know, elevation suits? <laughs> Altitude suits? Yeah. Why don't All they just questions. use those jetpacks they always have? Because they don't have them right now. <laughs> no, Jerry gives those to them. Those are not standard issue with, uh, with the uniform. They find some panels uh, that are on the wall of this place. <laughs> some, some wooden boards that are nailed through the glass and steel <laughs> skyscraper. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they pull some off and they look inside and they go, oh no, whoops, closed. <laughs> this one room is abandoned, there's no more whoop. I don't know if this was supposed to be Jerry's office or a room they know very well. I think or... this is supposed to be the room they get whooped into. It could be. I don't know. Clover says, do you think Jerry could have moved without telling us? And Alex is I, like, that doesn't make any sense. I, I don't think it's the room that they usually go to for a specific reason that we'll see later in this episode. Okay. Okay. I, I do love that uh, Clover says, oh, Jerry totally just fired us without calling us. He is such a boy. <laughs> it's such a good line. Lord. Um, Sam pulls out her compounder and Clover's like, listen, we already tried to call Jerry. He's not going to pick up. And Sam says, no, I'm going to hack into the police database to see what they have about Whoop. <laughs> now. <laughs> what? Hold we up. <laughs> we cut to look at Sam's compounder and across the top, it says L-A-P-D missing whoop and they spelled whoop wrong. <laughs> How did A Since when are there cops? B We've been the last few episodes we've been agonizing over the cop situation <laughs> and now they're real. For wait, real wait. they have is this, to be. Is this just cause it's an alternate timeline? Like it did must whoop be. prevent cops from happening? I, that's why. I, okay, no, no, no. That's why there was cops in previous episodes too, because this has been a very slow acting change to the timeline. Oh my fucking god! And there, that added cops into existence. And once now that they've fixed everything, there won't be cops again anymore. Okay, sure. Uh, that Mike, works continue. until the show directly contradicts it. Shut up. Inevitably. <laughs> I like that they miss a whoop on a background that says whoop correctly multiple times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Why do the cops know that whoop existed? Because it's a giant building that takes up 40% of LA's real estate. Actually, no. that, that's another question. If whoop didn't happen, why was this building built? What is this building? <laughs> what building is this? <laughs> well, no, it, it's whoop. It's the World Organization of Hurting People. Well, no, because that would be, like, still in effect. Why is it shut down? Because the time travel is still catching <laughs> up to it. No, they're remodeling to make it a super cool, like, you know. They have to change all the glass to red glass, so, right. so it looks evil. Because it's blue right now. Yeah. yeah, so it's evil. 
Sam goes, oh no, Whoop is missing. <laughs> uh, and she looks up the database on recent crimes, I guess. I guess. She decides that Van must be behind why Whoop's missing. Yeah. I no mean, reason to think that. <laughs> well, listen, and Van just appeared from an orb and now Whoop is missing. Yeah. Uh, I would like I to mean, note it, it that... Fits. It fits the pattern. Anytime a weird thing happens and then another weird thing happens, they're inevitably connected. Right. Uh, I would like to point out that in this screenshot, the hole that they were looking in through has now been covered by glass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they're like, okay, let's go investigate that van. They kept stealing electronics. Let's get out of here. And Clover says, okay, now that we know they're targeting electronics, we can catch them. Yeah, we know where they're going. And they decide to stick out a random electronics shop. What? And it works. <laughs> I love that. I love Alex's like completely unnecessary scream and backflip to get down backflip. from the building. And also, they animate it so bad because she just suddenly <laughs> is the other way. Right. Do you realize how high up they were? She got scared. This episode the is magical. Thing, Clover just lets go and just falls to her death. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god They stake out computer paradise Uh This is not the same car they were in This is now like a truck What is Clover sitting in? So, so like we've gone from having Three front seats To having a really tiny Back seat that only sits one person uh, yeah. But then the in another shot It changes like... back to the original Yeah and when you first see Clover in there, it looks like they just, like, cut out a square in the car and stuck her in there. Yes. But, uh, Clover's like, oh, staking in this place out is fucking boring. I'm gonna make some calls to... Hang on. I, I want to get a shot of this car, because it's absurd. It's This car is ridiculous. It Whose car is this from even shot to supp- shot. <laughs> yeah, like, it looks like someone drilled a hole and put a chair in there for Clover to sit in. Just, it's so much... I don't uh, understand says, this car. Clover says, I'm going to set up some hypersonic dates. Uh, Alex is like, that's going to take longer than the actual dates themselves. Boom, got her. Got her. Uh, and then the orb appears, and there's the van, and they bust into computer paradise. They don't bother with the mood ring this time. They just smash in through the door. Right. Um, they all just stare as this happened, and then Alex looks over at Sam and goes, listen, we were supposed to be ready for this. <laughs> Um, Sam is like, well, they just fucking time traveled out of nowhere. What do you want? Uh, and apparently they're going to drive the car into the building is their plan. They're going to play a game and the of chicken. Guy driving, yeah, and the guy driving the van notices and just goes to back into them. And they're like, oh, shit, I did not think of that. They zoom out of the way and there's a car chase. It's uh, bad. It's very short. Uh, the truck puts an orb against the wall and disappears. And... You got, Clover and Alex are like, okay, you gotta stop. We're gonna die if we crash into that wall. And Sam's like, fuck no. And then just slams the gas. <laughs> it, it, all it needs is, like, Sam looking to, uh, to Alex like and holding her hand like, do you trust me? Right. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Alex going like, yes. And Sam just floors it, like, while looking at... Yep, while looking at Alex the whole time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they just Clover did the thing no at the end of uh, Fast and Furious. <laughs> they do that several times in Fast and Furious. Yeah. Do they? In the second one, I think they use it to hit on a girl. They just like yeah. 
man, this yeah, movie's pa- rural. Paul Walker is just staring this girl straight in the eye while he drives like 80 miles an hour weaving through traffic. And uh, his friend Tyrese uh, <laughs> like comes on the radio and says, yeah, he's doing that stare at you while he drives thing, isn't he? He stole that trick from me. <laughs> Good. Which, they do it in the so, first one, but then it almost calls Vin Diesel to die. Also, those characters have no name. They're just Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, and Tyrese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ludacris. Yep, I, I would really have a hard time thinking of their actual character names. Brian, Dom, Roman, uh-huh. yep. Taj. Yes, okay. no, Tej. Tej, sorry, my... my. <laughs> the other four ain't bad. Right. Anyway. Uh, they're in the 70s now. <laughs> they're in the 70s. They see the van, yep. and they go to chase it, and they say they can't catch up, and they need a gadget. And Sam tells Alex to check the glove compartment. Uh-huh. So she does I, that, I and love, she's, like, throwing... In the background, you can see the very obvious cut of when, like, the background goes. Yeah. Um, Alex finds a picture of all of them at a New Year's party. Also, That's what? framed. That's great. In the glove box. Also, one of the things in the glove box is a Rubik's Cube. Yes. Yeah. Is this Sam's what? car? Whose car Who's is this? Fucking Clover was driving it earlier. Whose fucking car is this? <laughs> I mean, it's green. I'm gonna guess Sam. Right. I guess, but why was Clover just driving it? Oh, the other thing I did want to point out is when they originally appear in the 70s, it was nighttime when they were sticking out the computer store, and then it's broad daylight when they go through the warp, which is not notable in this show, except that Alex notices that the time was randomly jumped to a different part of the day for once. Well, they did time travel, so at least it makes sense this time. But what I'm saying is that it always happens, and she never cares. Yeah, because it's not convenient for the plot. Whoa, what happened? All of a sudden, it's broad daylight. Oh, weird. Also, they have a, uh, a pearl necklace and a giant dice, but not the kind you you put on your thing. It's just a singular giant dice. <laughs> just a singular... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what looks to be a half-used tube of toothpaste? You know. I could say that's beauty cream, maybe. Yeah. Clean, clean out your fucking car. <laughs> so, there's a framed photo of Alex, Jerry, Clover, and Sam... At the Whoop New Year's party. And then we zoom in on it. (laughs) Jerry's in a tuxedo. Clover's wearing a dress. Sam is wearing a dress. Alex Alex looks like she came from school. (laughs) my girl. (laughs) Honey. (laughs) This is my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) Is that they did not remind Alex that she needed to go to the... New Year's party in formal wear. They're both in, like, evening gowns, and Alex is wearing a crop-top vest and, like, skinny jeans. She's wearing bell-bottoms. Yeah. Why did you let her go like this? You all <laughs> live together. <laughs> also, she's got th- those, like, kind of shitty her- tiny pigtails. She's got her dumb pigtails. <laughs> They look so stupid. Uh, that was it. My favorite part of this is all the uh, balloons are themed after their colors. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> but, like, f- for real, like, it is... It, it, and maybe this is just me. Like, it seems weird, like... Again, like, they're in high school. Right. Sam has a boob window. <laughs> yeah. 
Sammy's dress is killer, and I want it. It I mean, is a killer great. dress. And to be fair, maybe it's just that they didn't bother to draw a little line for cleavage there, but it looks more like a clavicle window. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, it doesn't look that weird. Yeah. I don't know. It, it is showing a lot of leg, though. Like, yeah, a, like lot, a lot, a lot. Of leg. But also, they're drawn like they are, like, three inches wide and eight feet tall, just like metal pipes. So, it's a lot of leg is subjective in this case. Yeah. And then K- Clover goes, Oh, Alex, you were dressed so cute. Honey, no. Uh, no. Don't encourage no, this. No. And then goes, Oh, uh, if I could just get my head to stay that way. And then are- Sam is like, I need a fucking gadget, guys. <laughs> a really fucking good- focus. There's just a moment I- where she, like, they were, like, staring at it. She, like, had her eyes, like, Squinted, like, come on. <laughs> uh, so Alex goes digging back in the glove box, uh, and she ends up finding, hey, this hairpin's a tracking device. And they're like, okay, we have to get closer then. And Sam's like, hang on. And then... <laughs> and then... <laughs> there's... This episode's so good. <laughs> there's a truck with a lowered tow ramp. Uh-huh. And she just pulls the car in front of it, and for effect, they hit like four traffic cones. Yes. Which does not speed you up. No. Uh, and then they go off the ramp, and the car does a front flip. <laughs> two! Two front flips! Oh, you're right, it does two front flips. And they landed, they're good. Just to be clear, hitting a ramp doesn't make you faster either. I don't care what Mario Kart says. It slows you down. (laughs) But they land right behind the van. Uh And Alex is like, okay, you gotta get me a little bit closer so I can put this on that antenna. And she climbs out to the the, um, hood and she goes to put it on. And they haven't moved at all and she yells, keep it steady. Even though there's no suggestion that she's ever moved the car. Uh, she puts the tracking device on, and then Alex jumps back in the car. Um, and for... I, uh-huh. They... I, I don't know what happens here. They say, I don't get it. This road should go past Beverly Hills High. And... Then it does. Sam and Alex just go... Oh, or Alex goes, oh, there it is. And she goes, oh, sort of. And then they let the van get away. <laughs> right. They, there's no reason to stop chasing the van. That didn't there's, occur to me. They just stop. They just stop. It's like there was a line cut about how, okay, now we can track that van later, but for now we need to get to class. But they don't actually say that. Yeah, but they don't say it. Oh my god. It's ridiculous. This episode's magical. So it's it's fucking amazing. The Beverly Hills High sign looks more futuristic than it does in their time. It's just brushed steel. There's no uh, patterns on the garden ramps. The Beverly Hills sign looks like they made it in Microsoft Word with clip art. Yeah. Um... And everybody's just having picnics out in the courtyard. Because that's what the 70s were like, Molly. 
Yeah, nobody went to class. Um, there is a Beverly Hill or Beverly High Peace Week. They cut out the hills because they fuck it at this point. Uh, and just signs that say "Love, Make Love, Not War," etc. Everyone's hippies. There's a there's yeah. no non hippies in this uh, padding over. Well, part of the 1970s, don't you understand, Molly? <laughs> I thought this was a 60s thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm very confused now. Actually, if I remember right, hippies that were doing, like, sit-ins and protests and shit were a 60s thing, but it became, like, a fashion thing in the early 70s. Okay. That might well, be wrong. 75. But that's what I remember being true. <laughs> that's good enough. <sighs> so, um... Not Mandy walks up behind them. By which I mean Mandy. a perfect clone of Mandy. Yes. Uh, in hippie gear. Uh-huh. And like Mandy, she them. comes in to just dunk on them. <laughs> right. I love that dunking on these girls is genetic. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, waiting for the mothership to pick you up, girls. <laughs> She has Mandy's voice, except, like, Jennifer Hale pinched her nose first. Uh, I mean, it's a different character, and you gotta be clear. It's a completely different character. (laughs) So, they, um... But for some reason, they mistake her for Mandy. Yeah, somehow. They, they, Clover goes, uh, Mandy. And she goes, uh, no, Phoebe. But I like that name. Maybe that's what I'll name my first daughter. (laughs) What? It's such a lazy way to do that joke. <laughs> it's like they could have just said, "Oh, but I like that name though," and left it in that, and it would have been fine. Um, they never say her like she says that her name is Phoebe, and they never once refer to her as that. They no, just they, keep calling her Mandy. Yes. Well, they don't understand that they've time traveled yet. <laughs> they think Phoebe uh, Mandy is just fucking with them. Which fair point. Yeah. yeah. So they're just like, what is happening here? Mandy. Um, and, yeah, and Phoebe's like, here's my magazine. I wrote an article for Fashion 1975. Maybe it'll help you understand. Well, no, she, well, actually, they, she, they, she's talking about how, like, she thinks fashion is bullshit, basically. Right, oh, yeah, like, yeah. basically, like, I don't remember Beverly High ever being this unfashionable. And she, I don't remember her exact line, but she's basically, fashion is the way that capitalism controls women's bodies. Read this magazine and find out. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh, so they God get the magazine. What? Huh? What are you goddamning? Just, just the whole thing. Just everything. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, by the way, she said it's just superficial junk. <laughs> Sadly, no rallying against the capitalists. Can we no. just do an episode one time where we all do Mandy voices the whole time? I think that would get unlistenable. <laughs> what are you talking about? Her voice is so good. Also, I don't think either of us are really doing Mandy. <laughs> no, we're really just doing kind of stuck-up valley girls. This is I way really more like clever. That voice. I think I'll give it to my first daughter. <laughs> That's a lot better than mine. <laughs> Thank you, Ray, <laughs> for naming my unborn daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I will leave you in my will. <laughs> I'm feeling so bad. Stop! So, 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 seeing this magazine, it's labeled 1975, and that's how Sam puts it together. <laughs> Oh my thank god. Thank god. It, they, also, thank god, like, no magazine could be called 1975 and have it not be 1975. Right. <laughs> Again, it's like the stupid version of the trope where they get the newspaper and see the date. I thought that's what was going to happen because she was carrying stuff. I was like, oh, are they going to get, like, a flyer or something? Eh, it's a magazine, sure. Lord. So, uh, they declare, then, oh, this is bullshit. It's basically like the Stone Age. <laughs> Um, for whatever reason, they complain about not having cell phones when they never use cell phones. Oh, well, the reason is because this was written by shitty old men. <laughs> right, yeah. So, they don't even have computers! It's like she, a stone age! She, she says personal computers yes. instead of just computers, like no person ever does. Right. Because old people are grumpy about technology. And they write their their teenage characters to be shitty assholes in revenge for their youth. Yeah. So, Sam decides they need to get into disguise. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is my favorite episode of Dirty Pair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sam puts it on, she's like, hey, what you think? And then, what does Clover even say? Does it matter? I mean, no. You should explain that they're like, it, it's I, like, I think she says, like, talk about groovy. Something like that, yeah. It's like white, and then there are color, also latex, bell bottoms, and crop tops. Yeah, and they have gloves, fingerless gloves. It's like the, what you would imagine Austin Powers' girlfriend was wearing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so Alex and Clover have, like, feathered ends. Yes. Oh, it's so much. I mean, I kind of like the hair. I do, too. It's, uh, it's yeah, good. Yeah, Sam gets a headband. Alex looks better than she ever has. She's got yeah. cool shades. Uh, it rules. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will say the one downside to this outfit is that they all have the same one. Like, they don't really get to play much with the whole 70s fashion thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's fine. Like, it's they're supposed to be their spy uniform. I guess. Right. I guess it's their 70s spy uniform. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it, um, in 70s spies movies, this is what the oh, female yeah. spy would always wear. Oh, no, I agree with you. I just like the idea that, okay, guys, we need to blend in. Let's wear spy outfits, but more air-appropriate ones. Yeah. <laughs> but then... So... So, the fucking craziest thing happens. Sam's just like, hmm, I wonder if the X-Powder works on the car. (laughs) (laughs) And then it does. (laughs) They disguise the car as a shittier 70s coupe. Also, love the mountain of grass behind them. Yeah. Now Alex is driving you. Whose car is this? <laughs> Whose car is this? Well, that was seventies car. <laughs> yeah, it's the same car though. Also, but Alex, Alex, Alex has to drive, drive one time, and they like promised her, like they gave her a promise they thought would be impossible. It's like, okay, if it's ever the nineteen seventies, then you can drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Alex can't drive. Remember? No, she can. She can. Can't she? 
Well, after she drove the alien spaceship, she learned how to drive. Oh, sure. Okay, right. Of course. Silly me. How did you forget? <laughs> and also, we, Alex has to go, like, Jerry makes the best gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. God. They, they really try and hammer home how much the girls, like, love Jerry, and it's really weird. Also, apparently how Jerry makes all the gadgets. Right, apparently he's apparently. just an eccentric inventor all this time. Yeah, he doesn't have... Whoop doesn't have an R&D department. They just have Jerry. I'm so confused. So, yeah. <laughs> Every time they add, uh, like, a piece of fiction to this story, it makes less sense. Yes. Uh, so they drive to this new warehouse, uh, and they start looking through the stuff there. This is where I first noticed that every single one of uh, Clover's hairs is feathered, and it's killing me. <laughs> Uh, but they look through all the stuff, like, Alex finds a cassette player, uh, she's like, oh, what's this? It's, it's too big to be a cell phone. Oh my god. Uh, uh. And Clover's like, oh, that is an 8-track cassette player. They used to use those. Uh, and then they find a rotary phone, um, it's, and- It's weird that- it, it feels <laughs> so strange that Clover is the one that, like, knows what all these old- things are. Right. She well, seems like the person who would be least inclined to know this. But also, they're like 15-year-olds in 2002. They know, she, she know what a fucking tape player looks like. Yeah. Um, and also, for the record, there's no doubt in my mind that Clover's mom is the one who collects, air quotes, antique shit. <laughs> oh, God, so, you're right. Also, I could see Clover reading a lot of, like, old-fashioned magazines. Sure. Well, and all of her, and all of her old untranslated Japanese mangas. Right. Uh, so, Clover, Alex uses the rotary phone and she, like, turns it to four, and then it sprays smoke at her, and she goes recoiling back, and she lands in one of those standing circular chairs, like an egg chair. Yeah, like an egg chair, and then it cages her in. Kinky. Because this had to have a fucky moment in it. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck, Jerry? Uh, this is not like a gadget for infiltration or spying. This is just for sex. It has to be. Well, this is, you know, harming people, so. Right, right. That's true. So she lands in it, and Sam and Clover go up and are like, are you okay? And I was like, please get me out of here. Well, the camera view is specifically like a POV shot of Alex with her splayed out legs on either side of the bars that came down to yeah. block her in. Man, good things yeah. her legs are splayed like that, because if they were on the bars, you'd get impaled. Right. Yep, twice. Yeah, fuck. Uh, and they're like, oh, wow, there's so many gadgets here. Yeah, they're just they're just slightly ahead of their time. That's really strange. And they're always Which like, these like, are just whoop so? like gadgets. Like, yeah, actually, actually, a phone that coughs up smoke and a thing with, like, some bars is really not all that high tech. Right. So, they, somebody shows up, and they go to hide, and they look down, and... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we just all need to acknowledge this. This is super racist. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And it does not get better yep. the more we learn about this dude. No. No, it's really bad. It's very y bad. You want to hear something scary? What? Okay. This is a recurring villain. He comes yeah. back. He does yeah. come yeah. back. Yeah. Um, I don't know where to start with this. With Boogie Gus? With Boogie <laughs> Gus? 
He's very uh, much like they just made a black exploitation character. Yes, I can, that is. I can see where they because they were like, we want to make a '70s throwback episode because this show is right. so '70s, and we want to take place in the '70s. Yeah, and just imagine if someone, imagine if the people behind Black Dynamite weren't in on the joke and also <laughs> weren't black. Right. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, if a bunch like, of white French people made a black exploitation character. Someone went like, oh, all the heroes, like, all the main characters of black exploitation films were the bad guys, right? The guys killing the white man? They were the bad guys, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I think it is. Um, so that's what this is. I. He's got a massive afro, huge sideburns, is... His shirt is, like, down open. You can see, like, a tuft of chest hair. Uh, He's got, like, a handkerchief around his neck. He's just got, like, a disco suit with bell bottoms and shit. And I mean, like, separated from all those really shitty cultural connotations that he has that you can't actually separate him from, I do kind of like him, but you can't ignore all the shit that he's, like, evoking. Like, like the first thing he says is, Jive Turkey. Yeah. 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 It's not good. Like, I like his... I could like his design, but like you said, it's just all caught up in so much shit. Yeah. Right, like, like when it, he just starts disco dancing later to show off his moves, I like, that's endearing to me, but... Yeah. I mean, because if you, if you could separate that stuff, like, just, like, who this guy is and what his plan is and, like, how this all got rolling is actually pretty interesting as far as a villain goes... But it's you, absurd, you yeah, but yeah, yeah, you can't. They find out that the shitty man yeah. who was driving the truck, uh, they're staring at him, and Clover goes, you know, there's something, like, really creepy but familiar about that guy. And who do we know who's creepy? <laughs> but <laughs> familiar. Yeah, just, just un- unprovoked before they realize it's Jerry, <laughs> just, she's just like, man, that dude's really creepy. <laughs> And Cannon. Like, Wait, it's Jerry because he <laughs> takes his glasses off, and it looks nothing like Jerry for the fucking record. <laughs> like they have like an actual image of Jerry fade in <laughs> over top of them to show you, and they don't line up. Yeah. Also, there's doves in the background, which is pretty great. Yeah. Well, you see, he looks familiar, but not too familiar. Right. But not too not familiar. Thank God. So, when they figure out that it's Jerry, Sam and Alex's hair gets blown back. Not Clover, she knew this already. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, Clover knew, she's like, yeah, you didn't get that creepy motherfucker, was Jerry? Alright. Uh, no, I know we're not gonna quote it, but just Jerry's voice actor spouting a bunch of 70s slang in oh, a row yeah. to exp- just, just, fuck me. Hey, man, why don't you, I don't remember his actual <laughs> yeah. lines. Hey, look he at just, those weird chicks. My man. Yeah. yeah. Who are those not groovy chicks up there? I'm going oh, to get God. some boogie and biscuits. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 30, so I probably really liked the Beatles when I was younger. <laughs> I apparently lived in America for most of my life. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> so, um... Boogie Gus sends the disco girls after uh, the spies, and uh, 
Also, Jerry calls them bossy ladies, which is super creepy. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. Because again, I, I do, I, yeah. he's 30 probably. They are <laughs> and they're 15. Teenagers. Yeah. I, I hate foxy ladies. I do love that their henchwomen are called disco chicks. Yeah, yep. uh, they say that the Boogie. disco chicks know kung fu, and, and then, then Sam, Sam replies Sam by saying they know whoop fu. <laughs> no, it's kung whoop. No, excuse, yes, excuse me, kung whoop, which is better. <laughs> um, and by which they mean they just know how to dive down and do a dive kick. Right, and they instantly take out almost all of them. Yeah, and, like, and the one, one lady who's up still is like, uh-oh. She starts blushing! Again with the blushing! Uh, it's, she, listen. She does the Tristratus, like, dodge, though. God. This lady looks like Tristratus. I think they modeled it off after her. I would believe that, yeah. Um, they beat up this lady. But, like, in the weirdest way. <laughs> yeah, because they yeah. go to all wail on her at once, and she manages to block and dodge all three of them. And then it, like, cuts back to her and back to them, and then they do it again, and then she's dead. <laughs> yeah, it cuts to commercial, and when it cuts back, she's on the ground. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of implied fighting that we don't get to see in this Yeah, like, episode. they set this lady up as being good enough to fight three of them at once, and then they just knock her out during the commercial break. It's um, so Jerry's weird. Like, yeah, Jerry decides, I'm gonna mess you up with the mood ring. No, please, he goes... It's time to change the mood with my mood ring. <laughs> that sounds way too close to your Mandy voice. It does. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do, do you think Jerry Jerry's and Phoebe? Not Mandy's dad. Nope. nope. <laughs> no, I hate this. Well, I mean, he wasn't her dad before, but then the time travel shenanigans. <laughs> Jerry is everyone's dad. <laughs> it's it's, it's very Genghis Khan-esque like, in terms of this. the sheer number of children he's got running around. Mandy is clearly a clone of her mother, just like the other spies are clones, and she was rejected from the spy program, unlike them, and that's secretly why she hates them. Damn. Uh, Jerry goes to shoot them with a the mood ring. And Clover just kicks it off of his finger. Yes. Which is a very precise kick. Uh-huh. Uh, and Alex just catches it and puts it in her pocket, I guess. Um, Jerry jumps over to the eight-track gadget that he had before that they didn't actually figure out how to use. Right. And Clover's <clears throat> like, oh, what are you going to do with the eight-track player? As though you don't know that it's going to be a gadget. And then they get wrapped up in cassette tape and yes. they get tied up. And they're like, Jerry, don't you recognize us? Like, it, that will do something. Like, yeah, Alex does it, and then Clover does it, and then Sam goes, well, actually, since we're in the past, I don't think that's really going to do anything. So, uh, I, listen, it's fine. Yeah. C- Clover and, and Alex don't quite get how time travel works. No. I mean, to be fair, neither am I in this situation. <laughs> no, well, yeah, neither do the writers. This shit gets a little weird. But uh, Sam just says, hey, actually, since we're in the 70s, shouldn't you be founding Whoop right about now? Uh, yeah, and he's like, how do you know about Whoop? Uh, BG and I haven't founded it yet. Um, oh, boy. Every time they yeah, say well, BG, actually, I think they're going to say, I think they're saying B- BJ. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, it's uh, well, supposed to be a says, BG's reference, right? 
So yeah. is that too smart for this show? I that's I think that's too smart. I don't know. I um, feel like if that was what they were going for, they would have been more obvious about it. Yeah. He would have said doesn't really do subtle. He would have said staying alive at some point. Right. Yes. Um, I do want to note that Jerry's first instinct when they say whoop is that he's like, oh, you must be from the future because I haven't started whoop yet. What? Well, he's been time well, traveling to, back to be, and forth. To be fair, Boogie Gus told Jerry yeah. that he is from the future and that there are other future That's evil. That's fucking wild, though. Uh, yeah. If I, mean, Boogie- I mean, that's kind of the, the crux of the whole thing is that the reason Jerry believes Boogie Gus is he came out of a fucking orb. And it's like, yo, I'm from the future and I'm here to help you found whoop. And yet yeah. I talk and dress exactly like someone from your time. I'm blended in, I, baby. I... <laughs> so also, I gotta say, um, if uh, Boogie Goss was a Bee Gees reference, he would have gone, "Gone, good luck, staying alive." Ha ha ha. Well, they do <laughs> later on when I mean we'll get to it, but when Alex is fighting some henchmen later, she does KO one and say, "Well, I want to see you get down tonight." Yeah, but I don't think that's really associated with the Bee Gees no, specifically. No, I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, um, Boogie Gus explains what he's doing, which is he was a custodian at Whoop. Well, okay. First, we need to talk about the most racist thing in this episode. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck, Sam? I was like, I was like, yeah. whoa, Sam, no, <laughs> Sam, go to your room and sit in the corner, and we're gonna have a talk later. Sam goes. What's the deal, Boogie Gus? You don't look smart enough to make a time machine. Whoa! Oh, Sam. The fuck? Fuck. Honey. I, like, I'm sure like Alex was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what about him doesn't look smart, Sam? Oh, well, you know, he just... God. Well, yeah. it's like, you know, the way he dresses and, like, the afro and the... Christ. Yeah, there's. The, I, you know, uh, that didn't even fucking ping for me when I first watched the episode. And then now that you've said it, yeah, that's really <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, like, it it does not go well with, like we said, all the cultural tropes they're invoking with Boogie Gus. They did a bad job. They did a very bad job. Uh, so he explains himself. Uh, that he's from the future, and he was a custodian. He goes, you're, for- you're right, I, I am not smart enough to make a time machine. <laughs> I am, in Maybe. fact, a janitor. And yeah, janitors cannot janitor. be smart. As, no. As shown by the white janitor earlier who had an Alzheimer's cure. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, my God. I forgot about that guy. Also, Get Down Tonight is definitely Casey and the Sunshine Band and not the Bee Gees, so I'm sorry. All right, well, that's a good thing. <laughs> so, yeah, like, they have <sighs> but done says, like, the, like, janitor who is way too smart for his own good thing. Well, not own good. You know what I mean. Right. Uh, Before, it just decided not to do it here. Just make this guy a thief. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm not smart enough to invent time travel, but I am smart enough to steal it. So his whole thing is that he stole time travel from Whoop. Because Jerry made time travel. Jerry has canonically invented time travel. Yes. And then didn't think it was important enough to guard very well. uh, And Boogie Gus stole it. And then went back in time and decided to found Whoop with Jerry. 
Well, I mean, you gotta let the you gotta let the custodians into the time travel room, otherwise the time travel room's gonna get all dusty. Yeah, yeah, you know. That's his whole plan, right? Yeah, he's just he's gonna make himself the founder of Whoop so that he has all the gadgets. And it's gonna be the world yeah, organization the of harming people. Right. And also uh, he's just really super into the seventies because he's good at disco. Right. I guess. Yes. Um, they get hooked up to a disco ball with a hook on it, and they get lifted up to get, you know, death-trapped. Right. Which, this uh, death-trap, he... holy shit. Oh, it's god, a, yeah. It's a killer shag carpet. It's a shag carpet that's also a sarlacc pit. <laughs> it's, he says it is the deepest, pi- the highest pile shag carpet in the world, and you're yeah. going to drown in it as I lower you into it. I was saying to Molly, it's probably the first time uh, a shag carpet ate them. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Feel pretty good about that. Gus, we drown in rugs all the time. <laughs> like, like, I was just going, like, okay, everyone, we, we, we've been training for this. <laughs> Oh, but God. we do get Boogie Gus's incredible dance scene. Yeah, because he... It's, a- yeah. Alex asked him why she, why he would pick the dumbass, lame old 70s. And he's like, fuck you, the 70s rule. And he starts doing a disco dance. Yeah, it's really good. And they're like, okay, like fair enough. That one's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Boogie Gus leaves. And then the shrag carpet comes alive. It comes to life. And it starts reaching up for them. Um, and Alex is like, oh, yeah, I have the mood ring in my pocket. Give me a minute. And then she takes mm, a full 30 seconds to find it in her pocket um, to build tension, I guess. Right. Uh, but she manages to get it. And then, like, she finds it and it accidentally shoots up at the thing that's holding them. Uh, so they fall into the carpet, but then Alex just cuts her way out, and the thing explodes. We should say, when we say the carpet She just starts to... firing wildly. Yeah. When we say the carpet came to life, like, all of the different, like, um, tassels of carpet in it are writhing around like little tentacles. It's really gross. Yeah. So, they note that there was a prototype time machine back in the 70s. And fortunately enough, it's just laying out on the ground. It's laying there. Yeah, yeah. It's so, we we kind of skipped it, but it's something Jerry mentioned during his initial dialogue with Boogie Gus that there yeah. was a prototype. So yeah, it didn't come they out of jump nowhere. In it, and then they end up at a roller disco club at an unknown time. And I don't understand what's happening well, at all. Because I think <laughs> when I they think act- we're supposed to be back in the present and like yes. the renovation of what was the whoop building is done yes but when they activate the time portal sam says i sure hope it's set for the right time come on guys let's go there are infinity times <laughs> sam <laughs> and there's only one right answer to this problem <laughs> you don't also, get a second shot at this you're not taking the time machine with you also you can pick it up Figure out the settings. It's not like you need to rush. Hey, kids, we've all had a lot of fun here today. But I'm here to tell you, figure out the settings on the time machine before you walk through it. Oh, my God, it's not that hard. You can just pick up the time machine. Sam, it's portable. And here's the thing. If If it takes you a long time to figure it out, that's fine. You can still just set it to whenever. It's a time machine. It's okay. 
Oh my god. I would have loved that so, if they're like if they're like, okay, time to turn it on. Okay, let me look at the manual. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just a montage and a narrator says, and then the spies spent three years figuring out how to work the prototype. But then you just go back in time and explain it to yourself, and then you've like not lost any time. But now there's two sets of spies, and it's actually just, that could that's... be an advantage. Never mind. <laughs> So, they go, I guess, to the present. I was very confused, because this is the same Jerry that was in the 70s. Nothing's changed. No, he yeah, came he, forward. I guess he went back to the future oh, he with Gus? Forward? Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's when, okay. They, when they leave with the van, that's what they are doing. And we, if we're to believe Gus, this is now the World Organization for Hurting People, but it's just a disco roller rink. It, it hurts your feet. It's got really tight shoes. <laughs> like, nothing about Gus's They're really plan tight makes skates. any sense. They're gonna get blisters. <laughs> um, They beat the shit out of Jerry, and then they drag him up into his office. And people are just dancing. Yeah. And people are just skating around the whole thing. Um, Apparently, Jerry has made it so that the 70s never left, is really what the thing is. I guess? Yeah. Um, so they, like... He's, he's screwed about, like, my my whoop agents will save me, and they're just like, we are your fucking whoop agents. Yeah. So, they sit him down, like, and explain the situation, and show him the picture of what now should be like, with the New Year's uh, Day thing, or the New Year's Eve party picture. Um, which apparently is supposed to convince him that, like, that they're in the wrong timeline. Um, and he's like... Oh, wow. Okay, I don't have any fucking hair. That sucks. <laughs> uh, and He's Boogie so Gus upset sh- about losing his hair. I love he, it. Yeah. Um, Bookie Gus shows back up, um, and he's like, okay, I don't really need Jerry anymore, so, like, this is fine. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna lock you in this booth forever. Bye. And he goes, see Doesn't you later. Doesn't even try to convince him that the spies are lying to him. Yeah. And also, like, it's very weird that Jerry just believes the spies. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's not like anyone can alter a picture. No. Don't be ridiculous. No, no. Well, I mean, he's from the 70s, so who knows? Yeah, he goes, um, see you later, and then, like, Sam's like, what do you think he means by see you later? And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> it's so cryptic. <laughs> Probably means that he'll see um, you again later? Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah. It's very easy. Um, the room starts filling with smoke. Um, and Clover turns to Jerry, and he's like... And she's like, hey, do you have any gadgets to get out of this situation? And then Alex is like, I still have the mood ring, and we could very easily get out like that. Well, first, Jerry uh, goes like, we got these roller skates. Also, yeah. I'm Mandy again. <laughs> I'm very sick. Also, we, we sort of missed it, but, like, the mood ring is called the mini nuke mood ring. Yeah. Yes. It's a good gadget, because it does everything you want it to in the world ever. Right. We I do want to say, too, up. about this picture, because when Alex holds it up, you can really see, like, it is a nice framed photograph that presumably was given to Sam as, like, to commemorate this very special evening with all of her friends and co-workers, and she just crammed it into her glove box. Like, they handed it, like, when also, she was in the car, she's like, oh, thanks. Also, the girls came back to the present on foot. How do they still have this photo? They carried it Don't with worry them. about it. it also, they just kind pocket. of left their car in the 70s. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. I'll say we'll that Whoop got car. it. 
Like Jerry got it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they so, blow out the window, shattering it, which shatters it, and then puts all the glass shards into the people down below. Right, and, and also releases dead. all the toxic gas into the ground below. And then there is the most surreal fighting scene in this show. <laughs> it's great. Hey, because it's hey folks, all like, quick question. Quick question. Yeah. What's a background? <laughs> I don't know. You just draw some colors. Entire, no big deal. The entire background of this fight is just a bunch of color. It's just, they're just trying to evoke the disco thing. Right. Um, And they have, like, the weirdest roller derby fight. It's Friday night and the lights are low. Um, Clover kicks a woman's head off, if I'm going to believe this screenshot, <laughs> uh, in the top right corner. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> she just kicks a woman's head off. Uh, that's just, it's just a part where the rest of the body comes in off screen in a second, but... There's also a, a skate there. I think pause. this lady disintegrated. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, <laughs> but they... This further just proves that Alex would be totally into roller derby. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, she, like, everyone else um, is, like, doing, like, kicks and stuff, and she just, like, elbow, like... She's just... Shoulders yeah, someone until they're down. She, mm-hmm. Right. She just roller derbies somebody. Yeah. Uh, Boogie Gus drops an enormous disco ball from the ceiling and then gets inside it, and apparently that lets him get away. I, I do really love it, because he kind of, like, sees, like, everyone, like, he, all his girls has gotten beat up, and, like, everyone's clapping, he just kind of looks around like, okay, I'm out now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why this is a getaway, but it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Jerry just walks over to Clover and says, I have a better idea. If you go back to the past and stop me from meeting Boogie Gus, this will never happen. Which was very confusing because I thought this was still the 70s. Right. And so I was like, okay, well then why don't you just stop being evil, Jerry? Right. <laughs> it's very simple. <laughs> but apparently the time machine is under the bar. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Jerry just shoots Clover. <laughs> right. Smash and, cut. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and Clover doesn't Clover. understand the plan. No. Really. Um, like I want to be. Yeah. So Clover shows up. Um, and, and Jerry, Jerry is just dancing, and singing yeah, to himself, dancing in an alley. Um, and Clover grabs him, pulls him away, and then Boogie Gus goes down the alley and goes, "Oh damn, Jerry was supposed to be here." Uh. And then that stops everything. I guess he just gives up after that. Well, I think because what happened Clover... is because Clover comes back somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey. The time machine was on a timer. I guess so. It's a timer machine. I mean, the orb didn't disintegrate, so just go back through the orb again. Right. I guess, yeah. And Jerry meets um, Jerry, they and they both hate it. <laughs> Yeah, Jerry meets Jerry, they hate it, and then they touch fingers. (laughs) Even the Jerry that knew this was gonna happen, like, hates it. Right. And then the whoop building is restored, and green energy crackles out of Jerry's both fingers. (laughs) And both of them disintegrate, and everybody but the spies just melt into non-existence. And now they're back in the whoop command room. And Jerry's behind a glass door, and they're like, okay, Whoop looks like back to normal. Where's Jerry? So that's why I think uh, then he it's walks on the in. ground floor, because I think they were on the ground floor in the roller rink. Yeah. I, I Really, we have no way of knowing what floor that roller rink's on. Very true, though. Yeah, we actually have no... Yeah. Um, someone Jerry takes a really just, bad... Like, someone like can't turn, they just go through a plate glass window. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, 70 stories up. Yeah. Whoops. 
Um, Jerry walks in and goes, yeah, everything's back to normal. Um, Including my stupid hair. Says, so, yep, really wish I would have kept my hair, but, you know, whatever. Uh, also, don't worry about the time travel thing. Nobody's working on it now. And then Sam's like, what? And then he's like, well, actually, nobody's ever worked on it, so... Don't worry about it. It's confusing time travel. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's basically I, what he says. And then that's the end of the scene. Well, but also, well, what's great is he says everything's as it should be. And then one of the girls, I forget who, says, well, what about Boogie Gus? And oh, then right. he just reiterates everything's as it should be. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What happened to they, Boogie Gus? They top men, Boogie Gus. <laughs> he was never born, girls. Don't worry about it. This suggests that Jerry has dealt with Boogie Gus <laughs> and never hired him in the first place and probably put him in jail for crimes he never committed. Oh my god, he might or- he might already reported him. Oh fuck. He might have like, reported Boogie Gus. God. <laughs> I'm really looking he's forward also, to He's also like, I'm gonna keep the mood ring, by the way. That's like that's cool. Uh well one, it's weird that Jerry remembers everything. Right, yes. Yes. Two, it's weird that he like arrested Boogie Gus without any reason. Three, if he does come back and that is the reason why he's angry, he has a very good reason. Yeah. Yep. But what I'm guessing is so, they'll just uh, make it so that he like, did it, like, you know, like, oh yeah, I remember that I did it, even though I technically didn't do it. If I remember right, because I have seen the episode where he comes back, he, like, they're just like, who could be behind this? Oh my god, it's Boogie Gus! That's right, I'm back! And that's all you get. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. So... Can I just can I just read what I put in my notes when the two Jerry's like touched fingers yes, like of God giving Adam the spark of life and that somehow fixed everything? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh here it is. How 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 Good. Yes. I think that's a good place to start. Uh did you also think of maybe why? <laughs> I don't think I got that far. I didn't. I didn't have time before we moved on to the next scene. I mean, that's what everyone hopes. Is just like, don't you? You will not care about this enough for to be right. get to the next scene. Right. This show is not built to be analyzed in this way, or in any way, really. No, at all. Um. So Jerry says he's gonna keep the mini nuke mood ring. Um, and then we cut back to the mall. We oh. see. Right. Sam and Alex go down an escalator and look back, and Phoebe is bringing Mandy up the stairs, saying that Phoebe needs to go buy a bunch of full hemp underwear. Organic hemp underwear. It's fucking I great. I don't get it, but okay. Well, because she's a hippie, Molly. Yeah, I just don't get why the joke is still here. <laughs> I mean, don't you know that, that you can make really good cloth out of hemp, and it's just the man is keeping it down because of... I don't know, reefer madness or whatever. Um, so Clover's sitting at a table by herself, drinking something. Um, and the other two are like, okay, so what's up? Where's your date? I thought, what happened to hypersonic dating? And Clover's like, oh, well, my date's two hours late, but it's no big. Um, and they're like, wait, two, two hours? (laughs) And Clover's like, oh yeah, it's no big deal. Like, don't even worry about it. We're just going to take it slow. She says now the new thing is super slow. Dating. Ultra slow dating yeah. where she's gonna be dating someone for a week. It's very slow dating. Um so Sam and Alex just walk away and Alex is like, I don't get it. 
And Sam's like, I guess we're just old-fashioned. Well, okay, what Alex says is, if I ever dated a boy, I wouldn't get this. Oh, does she say that? <laughs> I, I, I think she says, like, I, I, what if I dated a boy and I wouldn't even know it or something like that? Right, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, she's like, I, I don't understand all this newfangled dating stuff. What if I went on a date with a boy? How would I even know? Yeah, but and I mean, yeah, Alex has never sure. dated a boy. Canon. Well, they, right, and now Clover has introduced the existential nightmare that she might actually be dating boys and not realize it. <laughs> this is gonna really fuck her up <laughs> the later. True horror. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get a vlog where Clover talks about how she it's knows amazing. The it's beautiful. <laughs> um. She talks about how the other two clearly don't think she's a good enough spy because she knows so much about fashion and boys and other stuff. And, you know, Alex is, you know, she's got her hi-ya thing and she doesn't kick. And Sam's got her, like, super genius, knows everything. Um, she goes, I'm tough, and then hits her poops a bunch. <laughs> yeah. And Clover's like, I just kicked three bad guys' butts without anybody helping me, and I'm going to be good at this. And even though I broke two nails and didn't complain, two nails. Yep, two nails. And then she goes, you want to check out my muscles? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the end. God, Clover's great. Clover's pretty Clover's great. Clover's good. This episode's perfect. This is an amazing <laughs> well, this episode. This episode is perfect except for the racism. Except for the racism. Yeah, except for the racism. A caveat we have to put on a lot of things. <laughs> Other than the racism, perfect 10 out of 10. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah. So, it's it's so weird because the show, like, likes to dance around, like, how Whoop came to be and what it really is oh, and yeah, what the fuck Jerry's actual deal is. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Go, yeah, go on. Yes, and, th- and that's that's why I requested this episode is because that's sort of been the most fascinating part to me is like, what the fuck is Whoop actually? I mean, we have our theories, and but like, what is the show actually trying to tell us Jerry's deal is? And then they we get kind of a canonical origin story that and explains it just, it nothing. still makes no sense. Right, because yeah. It, yeah. according to this episode, Jerry is the one who founded Whoop in the 1970s. So... What? But also, yep. his mom was an agent or something? Yeah, his mom was an agent at some point, and he. They have, like, controlled all the world's money and aliens. And they yeah. seem like. If, if just a private citizen founded Whoop, then how does it uh, function as, like, a government organization? I'm so confused. And also, how did it get so much money? Because, like. Jerry's broke his shit. I mean, because the president commissions Whoop in one episode to babysit his daughter. Also, of course Jerry's not Mandy's daughter because the president is Mandy's father. Yep. Wait, what? Because No, because the president's daughter is Mandy, who will grow up to become Mandy, then go back in time to found the Smoothie Spies. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Hold on. I-, I need a chart. Yeah. Hold up. Oh, you see, Penelope found uh, Mandy and just raised her as her own because the oh, first lady, Phoebe. <laughs> God, this show. 
Or oh, that was actually Manny, and he also time traveled. Oh shit! <clears throat> oh my god! Of course. That that's next level. <laughs> Even though we do see Phoebe at the end of the episode, old. Yeah, who cares? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> 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 but. I, I think my favorite part was just when, at the end, when Clover did go back to grab, like, I guess, original Jerry, just the earliest Jerry we see. Yeah. And he's just fucking walking down the street, dancing and singing to himself. <laughs> Every <laughs> moment of this episode is a treasure. It's so good. From the, so good. the flipping car, to the dancing men, to oh, the... God, the fucking car! The disguised car... The car that changes shape and every shot for no reason. <laughs> We're supposed to be impressed by the fact that the X-Powder transmogrified the car, even though the car's been doing it on its own for the entire <laughs> first half of the episode. Right. Right. It turned out the X-Powder didn't do anything. It just, that car just like, okay, now time to be an old car now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It, it just instinctively knew it was in the 1970s. It's just like, well, here's what's happening now. I love this episode. This might be my favorite episode. Oh, boy. Uh, we have questions. We do. Of, uh, we have a few here. From at Chum Percival. Okay, so it's obvious which is better, but which is more entertaining, Back to the Future or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? I've only seen one, so Back to the Future. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, have not seen I haven't Bill and seen Bill and Ted's. Yeah. No oh, one... man, you all need to see Bill and Ted. It's a fun movie. Sure. Uh, don't watch the sequel, though. Just stick to the first one. Okay. All right. Sorry. Um, I do have a question from the Discord. Yeah. Uh, where... God, I'm going to butcher this, because I don't... I. They told me once, but Reist... Sure. Uh, ...sent in a question... Um, and they would like to know, hey, what the fuck? Right? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Right there with you. Yeah, because uh, uh, what they said was, do they have a complaint line I can call? Because I just saw Jerry and I'm very upset. <laughs> same, same, dude. Same? No, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, buddy. Um, they also have questions on the Toller Price Twitter this time. Oh, hey, shit. Uh, there's another uh, question uh, from, from Jim Percival real quick. Oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, what's the best 70s anime? I don't um, know a lot of 70s anime. I thought I, Dirty I, Pair, but that's in the 80s. Yeah, I'm, I think Case Closed might have started in the 70s. That's a good anime. I like Case Closed. I've seen a few episodes of that. Yeah. I haven't seen anything from the 70s, but yeah. Let's see. I'm, I'm looking at this stuff. Oh, Speed Racer. Oh, yeah, Speed Racer. Of course. Actually, Speed Racer's not a very good anime. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, nope. I, here's the thing. Speed Racer came up when I googled 70s anime, and it shows up in the search and then says right under it, 1967. Well, fuck so off, then. Way, way, to fuck, <laughs> way to go, Google. What the Nicely fuck, done. Google? What are you doing? <laughs> um, they were talking about Mosu Gundam fuck, pretty good. Know. Yeah. Is is Lupin the third 70s? I think so. Yeah. I think Sean just wants to bait us into talking about Lupin the third. Lupin the third. That's all I know. Uh, but I haven't seen the show, so I can't really help you. Yeah. Um, I have a question from Maxi. Okay. Uh, at Maxi Satan on Twitter. Uh, do you think Jerry was equally embarrassing during the 80s and 90s? When did he finally get a decent look down? Oh, man. Never. Do you think... Wait, did he ever? 
He's got the suit look now. Well, he just which looks is like fine. an adult now. You yeah, know, that's now something. Just, I, I don't, don't put that mustache though. Yeah. I, I think well, it took this him is until a the episode before. Maxie, yeah. who's a, a known one or def- a known Jerry fucker. A known Jerry fucker. Oh my. Uh, I mean, given that he does still have the mustache, I wonder if he was just seventies Jerry until he lost enough hair that he wasn't anymore. Yeah, he tried that, to keep that, that look forever, right. right? Yeah, yeah. I think he yeah. would still look exactly like he did in this episode if he could. Yeah, because Absol- they have all like no, the throwback seventies shit he does with like the spies playing and stuff. He is living oh vicariously God. through the spies. Like, he is, but for the grace of God, he is just Boogie Gus. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So, so, uh, this this was from Maxie, right? You see, the the thing that... Okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. The thing that kills me is that this would actually make a great rotation film of a dude from the future coming back to fuck up, like, rich old white men. Right. Yeah. I would watch that. I did watch uh, Petey Wheat's draw, uh, Son-in-Law of the Devil, which is a fantastic film. Uh, which is a movie about a guy, he's a uh, gangster, he dies, and then agrees to marry Satan's daughter to come back to life and kill all of his enemies. Alright. Nice. But I was gonna, I was gonna say to to Maxie counter a question with another question. Uh, how's that Jerry uh, Dakimura going? Jesus, God damn. Uh, Maxie had a follow up question. Also, what were your most regrettable fashion choices? Uh, we've covered <laughs> mine extensively. <laughs> um, probably just jorts. Yeah. <laughs> so my high school look was a ponytail that went down to my butt. Okay. A goatee, uh, a bright lime green uh, button-up shirt with, like, dragons and fire on it. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Um, and also just being really fat. Right. So I was I basically looked like the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Oh, boy. Oh, my God, Mike. Mike. All right. You, Ashley and Molly, who was worse between the look Mike just described and my modical and backwards shoes... <laughs> It's you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Backwards fucking shoes like uh, oversteps that. Shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't causing myself physical harm with my poor choices. You were mildly uncomfortable at worst. <laughs> Listen. Uh, There's a scene. I think I had some more questions somewhere. I did. Uh, I got some more questions. Also, I linked the cover image of Petey Weasel. The son of the devil. Oh boy. Uh, there's a scene where during his uh, a funeral, they do a drive by, all slow motion, and then I think Petey Weasel comes out of the casket and shoots them. It's pretty good. I did. I have been sitting on another story about shitty, awful teen Luke. Uh, I told Molly last night, and I have not had a good segue into it on this show yet. <laughs> Is there even a segue we can do that will get you there? Maybe? <laughs> I mean, you brought it up. Just Ashley, go you for know it. the story. I uh, Do I? I told it to you. I don't remember it. I mean, it's very nonspecific. All right. Do you want me to just tell it? Yeah. yeah I'm just going to force... I'm just going to log jam it in here. Okay. So, uh, I lived in, like, a suburb growing up. 
and there were a bunch of kids who, like, our parents were all friends, and so the kids were kind of all friends, hanging out at people's houses and stuff like that. And there was one night where my parents and my friend's parents went out together, and I think they were staying the night at a hotel or something. I don't know. Maybe they were in a fucking key party. Who knows? Um, uh, no, they weren't. Um, <laughs> but I was at my friend's house. And we found out that his younger brother, who was like two years younger than us, had a crush on the one. I just remember the story. Friend. You do remember it? Okay, good. Uh, he had a crush on the one female friend in our group who lived kind of on the opposite corner of the block. Mm-hmm. And uh, because she was like the one girlfriend that we all had, it was kind of the thing where everybody had a turn having a crush on her. And it was just, sure. it was just, you know, this kid's turn. And um, I was, <laughs> I basically said, okay, well, you know what you got to do, right? You can't just sit on this. You got to act on that feeling. And so I outlined a plan for him <laughs> to oh win her heart. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you not heard the Polly? No. no. You're the only one in here I think I've told this story to before. Um, so we raided his mom's closet. And uh, we got him a nice, wide-brimmed black hat. And uh, we took an old black nylon stocking, cut some eye holes out in it uh, to wrap around his his head. And uh, he had, like, some black clothes, black pants, wrapped some skater tape around the knees, because he was going to need that traction. And, uh... What? <laughs> Knowing where the story goes makes this super amazing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some, some black leather gloves and a black bed sheet for a cape, and we made him a Zorro costume. Oh! I mean, obviously. <laughs> of course, what else would you do? What else could I possibly have thought you were talking about? We took a, um... Red, uh, like, silk rose out of a flower arrangement in their living room. And I had him write down his confession of love on a slip of paper and wrap it around the stem of the rose. And uh, we headed out into the cold December night. (laughs) Very icy. It had snowed. And uh, me and his older brother have a stepladder that we're carrying along with us around the block to this girl's house. Uh-huh. And the thing is, her bedroom window was right above their garage, which had sort of its own roof that sloped from her window to the top of the garage door. So it wasn't that hard to climb up on top of that part of the roof with a stepladder. So I explained to him, the plan was, you're going to dress as Zorro, because what more romantic costume could you have? Uh-huh. You're going to climb this stepladder climb up their roof, knock on her window, wake her up. When she comes to the window, you're going to give her the rose with your feelings on it and then slide down the roof and slip away into the night. Oh, boy. And for some reason, he believed me that this was a good idea. I was going to say, he went on with this. He really, really did. And I don't know why. But, yeah, so we set up the stepladder and he started climbing it. He climbed up the roof. It was very icy. I'm very happy he didn't hurt himself. Uh huh. And oh, that's he... where I thought the story was going. No, no, no. No injuries happened. <laughs> I wouldn't la- be laughing about it this much if it had been a painful story. 
Um, he got to the window, and then he revealed the fatal flaw in my incredible love plan, which was that there was a screen on the window, because of course there was. And at this point, in my mind, he's in for a penny, he's in for a pound. I tell him, listen, knock on the window, get her to open it. Window screens cannot possibly be that expensive. Just punch through it to give her the rose and we'll pay oh them back God. later. And we'll pay them back later. And finally at this point, something clicks in his head and he's like, wait a second. <laughs> this is a dumb fucking idea. <laughs> and uh, while he's just sitting on our neighbor's roof, arguing with us in like harsh whispers... Suddenly, uh-huh. the light in her parents' bedroom turns on. <laughs> and he goes flying <laughs> off of the roof and just sprinting down the street. And me and his brother grab the ladder and run after him. <laughs> now, think of the mental image. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a kid dressed in a shitty Zoro costume. <laughs> holding a rose and a love letter. Well, well, you say yes. that. No, he was dressed in a thief outfit. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> but, and then he, two... he was like wearing the stocking over his face. He had it wrapped around his eyes like yes, a Zora yes. mask. Listen, the way you said <laughs> it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, but, and then two dudes with a ladder running after him. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. We figure, okay, that was a close one, but we made it back into the house okay. Everything's fine. Nobody's in trouble. Did find out uh, either the day later or maybe a few days after that, he did leave that rose with that note up on the roof. And her dad oh found God. it. And oh, my God! Oh, it's a note from El Casanova! Looking <laughs> <laughs> to steal our women away with his masculine wiles. <laughs> So, uh, they did not end up dating. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought that was going to be a really great, like, you know, meet cute, like, and that's how, she, you know, me and, your, <laughs> me and, you know, your dad met. She did come out as gay a few years later, and listen, I, that is something, I, I don't think it's possible to drive someone to being gay, but if you can, <laughs> I think I did a good job. You certainly helped. I certainly helped. I certainly did not present the male option as an attractive one. <laughs> oh, she came out as gay. Yes. Okay, because I thought that, like, the, you know, like, the guy was oh, like, man, no, fuck no, 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 this. No. <laughs> <laughs> if this is what I have to do, I, get a yeah. fucking date. <laughs> I fucked up so bad. I know girls talk to each other. I have no chance ever again. No, I, I have no idea if he... I don't know, but she came out as gay. And yeah, I can imagine if this is... If this fucking Three Stooges routine is what she can expect from dating boys, then yeah, of course. I just like to imagine oh that like, she like, opened her window and like just like you all like running off. <laughs> I mean, basically. Christ. <laughs> That's Luke. That's me. <laughs> Luke, you're a beautiful person. <laughs> God, you're beautiful. Well, we have more questions. Okay, yeah. Uh, I have one from Sean myself. Uh, 
Yo, you think 70s Jerry has a Sean Connery Bond Austin Powers chest carpet? Yeah. Which, yeah, You kind of see a little bit of it in yeah. certain parts. No doubt in my mind. Uh, from uh, Pinnaman, uh, if you could time travel and only act one non-totally spies piece of media, what would it be? Mmm. And there's a, um, there's a wait, lot of good time travel and do what to the piece of media? Accent. Erase it. You destroy it. Oh. I read this as asked uh, for the first, like, five times I read this. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, what is this question? Uh, I don't... Man, I don't really know. Yeah. I, the, is there anything I really want to destroy? Like, birth of a nation, but that's not a funny answer. Yeah. Yeah, it, like all all my answers would be like serious things. Like yeah. I don't know, like fucking mind Kampf, you know? Nothing. Oh, sure. Yeah. Chips. Yeah. I. The TV show. Just gonna get rid of it. Cause I, you know, I think that's kind of a funny enough answer where it's like no one will like realize that that's gone and it won't make uh, that big of a difference. But I don't know. Right. I don't know. <laughs> we won't have Eric Estrada, and that'll suck. But. Oh no! Oh my God! Uh, from Box of Hamsters, my good friend Rose. Uh, does Future Tech like cell phones work in Spy Seventies? Well, the the X powder does. Yeah. yeah uh, kinda. Yeah. That does kind of raise the question of how the tracking device that Alex used works. Eh, it's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. Please don't worry about it. They're begging you. Uh, they really want you to not. From uh, Jerry just turned directly to the camera and said, "Just, just don't worry about it. It's fine. It's just a show. Just sit back and relax. You should really just relax, yeah." Yeah. Uh, from uh, Kuzi Kuzi, uh, Ruth. Why aren't there cops beating up the peace-loving students? Or it's totally spies universe weird like that. You see, they're fake hippies. They're not real hippies. There are no right, cops, yeah. and also there's no cops. Also, there's no cops. <laughs> the alley riots were very different. But- but when, when Whoop was gone, there were suddenly cops. So, if Whoop hadn't been founded yet, were there cops? Like, like did the cops get phased out when Whoop showed up, or just were there no cops? And then, when Whoop doesn't happen in like the eighties or something, people decide cops are a thing. I, you know, I don't know. You see, my my hmm. belief has always been that there are cops, but they just don't do a lot. Right. Like, that they are just, like, and if anything gets above a certain, like, oh, send it to whoop. I, I'm kind of picturing, like, the Commissioner Gordon in, like, the 66 Batman, where, like, he kind of doesn't do anything except, like, the whoop signal. Yeah, like, I, right. I honestly believe that is it. Like, they, they're just, like, parking meter attendants and, like, getting cats out of trees. Sending Jerry the missing person reports, and if there's a bunch of them, then he has to do something. Yep. Oh, uh, well, that's it. Alrighty. Alright. Uh, awesome. Mike, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at MikeLovesRabbit. Uh, you can hear me here on Audio Entropy, uh, on Teenagers with Attitude, which I do with Luke, and uh, Going Pear-Shaped, which is me and Matt just talking about fucking whatever. Uh, we just did an episode on reboots. Um, oh, we my have favorite show. An episode in the I can- love that show. <laughs> 
Oh, man. There's a reboot of Reboot coming down the pipe. Oh, I saw and that. It looks horrible. I yeah. know. It looks bad. The thing is, we so many, like, when we, uh, when we put out on the Twitter to ask people for questions about reboots, so many people send us questions specifically about that. I guess because they wanted to hear us say the words reboot, reboot. And by the end of that discussion, that word just became meaningless to me. The reboot, right. reboot squared. Yeah. yeah. Man, they call it reboot squared. I'd actually kind of be into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, so going pear-shaped, teenagers with attitude, Mike loves rabbit on Twitter. That's, that's about it. Okay, uh, Mike, where can we find you? What? Where can we find not you online, just you? Yeah. Oh. What's your address? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, St. Louis, I guess. No, that's your city. What's look, your address? Look, look, look for a really fat guy, I guess. Just give me a neighborhood. I can work it down from there. <laughs> um, no, that uh, I'll pass. <laughs> Zip code. No, thanks. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Nope. Well, listen. Well, well, next time around, we'll get you. Okay. Oh, Luke, where can we find you? Uh, I am on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer, and uh, you can also find me on Audio Entropy. I'm also on Teenagers Attitude with Mike. Uh, I'm on Cosmic Call with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you about Homestuck. I'm saying it right now. It had an episode come out before you listened to this, so now I have to do it. You have to. I do have it. no fucking choice. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bug you. You should. It will happen. Uh, yeah. It, it has already happened. Excuse me. Yes, it has already happened. Yes. It's, it's like, it's time travel. It's... Yes. Yeah. It will already have happened by the time it will be have happened. Correct. Going to, going to have happened. Yep, you got it. Boom. Uh, Ashley, where can we find you online? You can find me at Yuri Librarian with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. And you can find me on all those good audio entropy shows, along with uh, Burgers at Pops, which is a podcast with Pep about Riverdale, the sex orchard t- TV show. We're nearing the final episode, so, you know, like, oh, it's getting yeah. real good. Now, is that just the season? Yeah. Yeah, just They've the already, season. It's already renewed, right? Yes, yeah. it's been renewed. Uh, the murder mystery will wrap up in this season, or at least nice. you'll find out who killed Jason Blossom at the end of the season. And they have hinted at a new villain in the second season. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. God, God willing. God, like, it's, <laughs> no, I, I, I want it so bad. So, hold on. The question is, if they do bring in Sabrina, do they let her do actual witchcraft? I think that will happen, like, later in season two. It'll be, like, up in the air whether she's just, like, a weird, like, kind of Wiccan thing, or whether she is an actual, like, magical witch. Because I kind of love the idea of them having, like, sort of this, like, soap opera Archie thing and then just and then it just goes they, dark shadows as early as season two they just introduced fucking sorcery yes well like, that was the thing with dark shadows is that it wasn't originally like a vampire werewolf all that weird stuff thing it was just like this lady lives in a weird house with this weird dude soap opera stuff happens and then eventually they re- like realize like it will be interesting if he was a vampire <laughs> yeah sure why not yeah. uh and you can find me also at ashley lee minor oh, patreon.com slash ashley lee minor where you can get a early podcast. I I've been slacking on, uh, but we're both girls mainly because the next episode is about something I really don't want to talk about, but also I feel like I need to talk about. Sure. It's Citrus, the manga that I hate the most. That is also the most popular Yuri manga currently. Oh no! It's getting an anime. 
It's yeah. also kind of about sister fucking. Yeah. Oh. It's not the sister fucking anime, which was another anime <clears throat> that was made. But it's the. Uh, uh, it's a it's a stepsisters thing. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but still. It, it's still in the still, weird ballpark. And even if that yeah. stuff was removed, I don't think that series is very good. Right. Sure. Kasa on the best dream manga is getting a OV. It's getting a six minute music video OVA. <laughs> okay, Molly, go. I. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with a Y E R. I can find me at betgirl.tumblr.com on various uh, audio entropy shows. If you pick one, you'll probably find me. Um. You can also find us at audioentropy.com altogether. Um, you can hit that donate button up there. Give us some money for the website. It's just for the hosting. We don't get any of that money ourselves. It just goes to keep the website online. Make sure we can deliver you the uh, podcast that you're subscribed to, I assume. Thanks. Um, you can also I mean, find us on iTunes. Send us your fucking money. I mean, you can send us our money. I would rather you send money to Ashley, to be frank. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Also, give us your money, too. Um, also, it, um, speaking of podcasts you're subscribed to... Be be a mensch and subscribe and review us and rate us nicely. Or and hey, if you don't have any fucking money to give anybody, just spread the word. We would yeah, uh, hit, us, too. hit us with those retweets. Honestly, I, I think we all already. just melt anytime we see anyone say something nice about anything we've made. Absolutely. Yes. And hey, if you want to send something not nice, that's fine too. It's not well, it's not the best, but. We'll accept it. As, yeah, as long as it, as long as it gets more listeners, just be like, hey, check out these fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you want to give us a one star, um. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather um. you didn't, but I mean, I don't. I couldn't argue with you if you did. Yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought. I got, I I lost it. Where were we? Well, you were talking about what where you could find you. Um, I think I said everything where you could find me already. Um, shall I read the next episode description? Hell yes. Yes. Please do. The next episode of Totally Spies is named Planet of the Hunks. Fuck yes. Amazing. Oh man. Beautiful. The, the, the spies and the spies investigate the disappearance of several high-profile, good-looking guys by some robot gladiators. <laughs> However, they're not the kind that are subdued by magnets. They follow the operation to a private island where they discover that a rich and powerful entrepreneur's daughter has been collecting men for her personal zoo. What? When she tires of them, she has them executed in her arena by her robot gladiators and lions. <laughs> The girls must fend off the lions and gladiators as well as a giant robot gladiator. In the subplot, when Alex and Sam are searching for their missing clothes, they end up reading Clover's diary, <laughs> causing everyone to be upset throughout the mission. <laughs> this is the best show. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. There's so many, like, wait a minute on that one. Right. <laughs> Just every line seems it like starts... it's going to be the most insane, and then the next one happens. It starts really good with robot gladiators, not the kind affected by magnets. <laughs> I love it. Are the robots, are it. the lions also robots? I don't think so. I think the lions are real. Okay. Is Sam going to fight a lion? Yeah, hey, probably. God willing. Yes. She's gonna punch it. Well, she's stronger than a gorilla, so it'll be very easy. Yeah. I want her to suplex a lion. I feel like that could happen. I think we can Probably. do this. 
if, if we really believe. Yeah. We all just... Clap your hands and believe. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... Is that it? Should I get out of here? Good. Yeah, Ashley, you want to get us out? Yeah, take us home. As always, stay groovy and keep spying. Undercover. Great. (laughs) Undercover. (laughs)